The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple A 93. Ah, well. There's a lot to talk about today. Uh, we got Trump on uh, President Trump on immigration yesterday. This was the uh, eh, maybe the worst day of his presidency so far, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, with with the immigration situation that he's supposed to be so fantastic on, this was supposed to be his best issue. He's better on this than any Republican or Democrat ever. Is what I heard on my way into work this morning. Dealmaker. What was that? Dealmaker. <clears throat> he's gonna he's gonna get us a deal. Yes. That, that yeah, yeah. It's going to be a deal. Great. It's going to be a deal. Uh, uh, is it gonna, going to be a deal that appeals to conservatives? No. No, it's not. Not if you've got Democrats involved. Uh, there's also sexual assault. We've got to talk about sexual assault that isn't assault or harass- harassment. Uh, the Seattle tax on soda is unbelievable. Oh, man. I, and the way Costco is handling this is just it's fantastic. Uh, we'll tell you about that. Also, yesterday we touched on uh, the French people. 80% of them believe in some conspiracy. And I got to think, we, we were thinking yesterday, well, doesn't pretty much everybody at least believe in one? Hmm. We're going we're gonna to try to find out uh, and, and ask you what conspiracy theory you believe in, if there is one. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. But as for the DACA, the wall... Immigration, comprehensive immigration reform. It looks like the wall's not going to be what what we were promised. It looks like DACA, uh, the Dreamers, are not going to be asked to leave. They're going they're going to be allowed to stay. Uh, he's completely changed his tune from the from the campaign on that. And if you don't believe me, listen to him. This was Donald Trump being interviewed by Chuck Todd on his plane. In 2015, order gets uh, rescinded. One good thing you'll about rescind, you'll rescind that one too. One good thing you'll about rescind the Dream Act executive you're order. Have to, DACA. We have to make a whole new set of standards. And when people come in, they have so to come in. You're going to split up families. Chuck, you're going to deport children. Chuck, no, no, we're going to keep the families together. We have to keep the families together. But you're going to keep but them together. Out. But they have to go. Well, they have no place to go. We will work with them. They have to go. Chuck, and we either have a country or we don't have a country. Either we have a country this, or not. How do you do it? The cost of doing it. Look at the cost of what we have right but now. The cost of doing it. Let me ask you this. Do you think I understand that, but how do you do it? Do you think there's tremendous cost for the illegals that are in here right now? Of course there's cost to okay. it. Tremendous. Do you think there's tremendous crime being committed by illegals? Well, there's definitely evidence that it's happened. There's tremendous. Far crime. greater than what they And you see it all over just last night. All over. We will do it and we will expedite it so people can come back in. I still, Chuck, it's still not clear. Chuck, it'll work out so well. You will be so happy. In four years, <laughs> you're going to be interviewing me, and you're going to say, what a great job you've done, President Trump. Mm, yeah, he probably will. Uh, Chuck Todd probably will. I won't <laughs> be saying that in four years. I The DACA thing is unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Now, it's they, they must be allowed to stay. They have a right to stay. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. I can't for the life of me understand this situation. The longer you break the law, uh, the more we like you in this country. The longer you've been here illegally, 
the more right you have to continue to be here illegally, and then we'll just make you legal. Just, it just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. What do you mean you're going to separate families? Is that Chuck? That's going to be up to them. They got themselves and their families into this mess. Now it's up to them whether they leave their family here and go back to, to their country of origin, or they bring their country back or their family back to the country of origin with them. That's not our responsibility. Sorry. That's just, that's not for us to decide. That's for them to decide because it's their crime. (laughs) How did we get to this place where we're responsible to allow everyone in here, whether they came here legally or not, then we're responsible to continue to support them in their illegal activity and their children. Their children all over this country are getting better rates at colleges than American citizens. If you're illegal and you've been here for whatever length of time, doesn't even matter really, and you want to go to college, you're going to get an in-state rate when you're not even a citizen of that, of that state, let alone the country. Whereas if I send my children from Texas to Utah, they're going to have to pay the out-of-state rate. How is that fair? We don't, we're not breaking the law. I'm not committing any sort of uh, identity theft. I'm not evading taxes. They are. They have to be. You, it, it can't, you can't just break the immigration law. There are other laws that are also broken as a result of breaking that one. And to start talking about comprehensive immigration reform again from a Republican president, I can't take it. I just I can't take it. This is everything we've been fighting against. We fought Bush on this. I'll never forget. He was in Europe doing some tour of the countries there. And the immigration reform thing came up in, I think, 2005 or six. And he said, all right, we're going to come back and I'm going to get comprehensive immigration reform passed because there was a lot of there, there, there was a lot of uh, resistance to that. And I'm going to I'm going to come back. and We're going to get that passed. Like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. We're going to we're going to stop that. And we did. And we've got to rise up again and stop comprehensive immigration reform or amnesty again. From the president, who is supposed to be the greatest on immigration of all time. Uh, Listen to some of the things he's saying about this. It is really amazing. Here's what he he said about having the Democrats in the meeting in the meeting itself. We're on our way to do it. This was an idea I had last week. I was sitting with some of our great Republican senators, and we all agreed on everything. It was a great meeting, right, David, right? We had a great mm-hmm. meeting, Tom. It was perfect. Then I said, yeah, but perfect. we'd like to get some Democrat support. What do they say? Why? Who and cares? I said, let's have the same meeting, but let's add the Democrats. No, let's not. And that's what we've done. That's what I would have said. Uh, no. I think we're going to come up with an answer. I hope we're going to come up wow. with an answer for DACA, and then we go further than that later on down the road. No, oh, wonderful. Good. My positions are going to be what the people in this room come up with. I am very much reliant on the people in this room. I know most of the people on both sides. I have a lot of respect for the people on both sides. And my, (laughs) what I approve is going to be very much reliant on what the people in this room come to me with. Let me ask you something. If you're a Trump supporter, is that what you voted for? That he was going to rely on the Democrats in that room to come up with something with the Republicans? Or did you think he had a plan and he had 
a policy, and he was going to ensure that that policy be put into place. Which is it? I really want to hear from Trump supporters. Is this what you wanted? Is this what you voted for? I have great confidence in the people. If they come to me with things that I'm not in love with, I'm going to do it because I respect them. What? (laughs) I wish he respected me. I'd come up with some things for him to do. If they come to you with things you are not in love with, you're going to do it. Because he respects respects them. (laughs) I don't have any respect for most of those Democrats. I I can't think of a, a Democrat. I've got enormous respect for. And the Republicans, for that matter. Right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's scant few in Congress I have respect for, and we talk about the same suspects all the time that we really do like and that have held to their standards and their values and their principles. There's very few. There's very few. I don't have respect for the congressmen who are going to come up with this comprehensive bill. Are you crazy? (laughs) Okay, well, this is, you you wonder why we were so adamant during the campaign. This is it. Yesterday was exactly why we were so adamant during the campaign. Because now, despite all the great things, and we've talked about him over and over, ad nauseum, that he's done, and I've tried to give him credit, and we said in the beginning, let's see what he does, and we'll give credit where credit is due. I want him to succeed. I want him to be great. I want you to be right. I was wrong on his ability to win the race. I admit that. Maybe I'm wrong on uh, the kind of guy and the policies he really has. Prove it to me. And I've given him credit. You have to. I mean, over and over, I've talked about his accomplishments. Supreme Court, regulations, the Paris Accord, giving state land back to the states. The TPP treaty, uh, opening up Anwar. We were just talking about that this week. Okay, all those are great. I, I'm appreciative and surprised, pleasantly surprised. But now this is what I was talking about. This is what Glenn talked about and Stu and Jeffy. The whole entire campaign. The guy is not a conservative. So how do you expect him to come up with a conservative policy on immigration? Well, he doesn't have one. He's leaving it up to Congress. You guys bring me something, whatever you bring me. Whatever you bring me. That's what he said. I will sign. That's a president without a principle. Ugh. And the wall. They've even backed off the wall now. First of all, the wall's going to be not expensive. I thought it was free. I thought it was going to be a big, beautiful wall with a big, beautiful door that Mexico was going to pay for. <laughs> I thought we were going to build it along the entire the entire southern border. Now, there might be a few places, mountain peaks or rivers, where you're not going to put it. Okay. Everybody agrees. At least 1,200 miles. They're not talking about anything like that now. They're talking about a wall system. You're talking about sensors. You're talking about some of the things we're already doing, we've already done. We've been there. We've done that. It never happens. There's always something in the way. And everybody just looked at Trump like, well, he'll get this done. He's going to hammer it through. Now, what do you think? Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Ending chain migration is a great thing. He, he's stuck to that. But his, his statement yesterday that now we need a wall for a fairly good portion. An exact quote. We need a wall for a fairly good portion of the border. <laughs> what does that mean? 10 miles, 
It's about what we have now. I think we have 5%. 5% coverage on the wall. Is 10% fairly good portion? <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I don't know what to say. I just don't know. We don't need a 2,000-mile wall, was his point yesterday. We don't need a 2,000-mile wall. We need a wall for a fairly good portion. Okay. All right. Well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, you know what I need is a bunch of earwax, so I well, just can't hear any of these policies. Anymore. I had a suggestion first. What if you hired the guys who who did the show? Was it American Ninja Warrior or American Gladiator? Mm-hmm. Hired mm-hmm. the guys who put together those courses, mm. and you just build that course along the border, and that that gives them a Make fair an shot. Obstacle course. Yes. Yeah. They I get like through, that. and and they can stay. I don't know. It seems fair. At least you've got the physically fittest. Right. Uh, I like it. <laughs> at least maybe they can do some good manual labor. It's just, it's just <laughs> on that note, uh, <laughs> Bob Quiz, how often should you clean your ears? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, Bueller? Once a week? Every day? Every hour on the hour? Three times a year? Technically, you, once should, a decade. you should never have to worry about it. Technically. Really? Because your ears are self-cleaning. Technically, yeah. I, barring any like infection, something like that. But generally speaking, your ears should clean themselves. The, the mm. problem is we are all the time putting Q-tips in our ears or putting earbuds in our ears. So or our doing ears stuff. are like self-cleaning ovens? Mm, pretty much. They just take care of that every time. The smell. Every time I was going to say this. Well, actually, <laughs> no, because we talked about that yesterday. If you're stressed or you are scared, remember, it, uh-huh. it's the same glands oh. as the stress and fear. So oh, it can yeah. stink. Uh-huh. So your mm. earwax, hope you're enjoying lunch. Mm. Stink ear. They can mm. be, yeah, you could have mm-hmm. the old stink ear. Mm. So, <laughs> if if you are a perfect human being and don't really ever have to clean your ears, don't worry yes. about it. Oh. However, for the rest of us, there's WaxRx.com, and you go to usewaxrx.com. It's a three-step system. All of us can do it. You put the eardrops in, you use a squirt bottle, you use the uh, pH-conditioned rinse, and you have clean ears. Now, again, this is only if you're a normal human being who uses earbuds and Q-tips and things like that. If you're mm-hmm. perfect, don't worry about it. Okay. But if you start getting earaches, mm-hmm. having some hearing loss... I recommend use WaxRx.com. And if you use promo code radio, they will throw in free standard shipping because that's the kind of people they are. Nice. Use WaxRx.com, promo code radio. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Mm-hmm. Frustrating day for me yesterday. Uh, watching the president of the United States talk about uh, comprehensive immigration reform. We don't need a 2,000 mile wall. We need wall for a fairly good portion of it. Uh, we're going to come up with a deal that the dreamers can stay. That's not what we were promised. None of that. It was not what we were promised. I believe it was Ted Cruz who said he'll break every promise he's made. Well, that's already not true because he promised us a really good Supreme Court justice. We, I think we've got that. Uh, he promised some other things. Didn't even mention some things that he's done that are really, that are great. But this was the issue that catapulted him. This was the issue. They got a bunch of talk show hosts who normally wouldn't have been behind the guy, behind him. And, and Ann Coulter who is apparently a, a one-issue person. What is her issue? Immigration. Border security. 
enforcing U.S. law. Uh, she's got to be eh, second-guessing herself a little bit, which we warned her at the time. And she was just, I mean, she wrote a, she wrote a book called In Trump We Trust. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh, that, so it's frustrating. I am seriously frustrated. Maybe somebody can talk me down from this because I know there's a lot of Trump supporters. Oh, this is just part of the plan, Pat. Don't be fooled. He's got an overall plan here. This is a negotiator. He's a great negotiator, and this is a tactic that he's using to trick him. He's going to trick him into, into building the wall and enforcing U.S. law. Uh-uh. Not with the statement he made. That I'll sign whatever they bring me. Just bring me whatever you want. I don't care what it is. He doesn't care what it is. He said even if he doesn't like it, he's going to sign it because he trusts them. Huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh. Okay. 888-900-3393. Frank in New Mexico. You're on the blaze. Hi. Greetings from the border country. Uh, yeah, thanks for calling. Uh, what you're talking about is really, really true. The, the ranch people down here are just feeling just so sold out. Uh, I bet. Between the activities of the federal government with uh, all like Clive and Bundy and other other land rape and things, yeah. and then this on top of it. Yeah. Uh, this is what got Mr. Trump in, and I guarantee it you, is. if he backs up on this, we'll treat him just like a coyote. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Frank. I'm not sure what treating him like a coyote means. I I, I don't want to know. Right. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be ushering him out of office, hopefully, yeah. is is what he meant by that. Uh, as we'll usher them out of our property. Right, right. And I <laughs> thought the biggest takeaway from that phone call was going to be the phrase land raping. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah. Yeah. turned out a little different at the end there. Uh, I, you know, if you're on the border, I, I understand. It's because, you know, in Houston, we, we understood border problems. In Texas, we understand border problems and what it brings. Uh, we understand crowded emergency rooms at hospitals. We understand jobs that can't be had by American citizens anymore. We, I mean, there's a lot of things that come with this that are extremely frustrating and irritating. And we've just seeded those problems that they're just part of life now. Yeah, don't worry about it. You want to start a lawn company as a white person? <laughs> no, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> what, are you mad? Uh, we just we've just accepted that now. Sorry, you can't do that. Uh, okay, all right. You don't don't worry about it because it's uh, and we don't need a we don't need a two thousand mile wall. We we need something that's over a fairly good portion, and uh, the dreamers don't need to leave. Uh, they can stay now because they're great people. So here's my all question. of them. I got a question for you. Do you think that there's anyone, and if so, who, on Trump's mm-hmm. staff? That grabbed him after that meeting and said, what was that? Nope, I think he's got yes men on his, on his team, and, and they probably said, nice job, Mr. Trump. Nice job, Mr. President. You know what? I just thought of something. Maybe it's a good thing, not that he tweets, but that he's on Twitter. Because he retweets a lot of stuff from fans of his. So maybe if there's Never no Never anything one- negative, though. Right, right, of course. But the fact that he's on there means he's seeing it. So mm-hmm. maybe if someone whose name is Maga Joe or whatever 
you know, maybe he's seeing this criticism if no one on his staff is going to do this and say, you know, maybe die. Dear God, I don't know. This is kind of, I've, oh, hmm. uh, yeah, I, you know, he's who he is. And that's, that's, this is the concern that I had the entire campaign. Donald Trump is who he is. He, he hasn't suddenly become magically conservative. He, he just didn't. Uh, he changed some of his policies. I don't know if it was all for political expediency or not. I don't, I don't know. But you can't go from where he was to where he is without some sort of massive conversion that fundamentally changes your life. Did that happen to Donald Trump? I don't think so. Not that I've ever seen. I don't see any evidence of it. Trenton, New Mexico. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hello. Hey. What I was calling about, uh, I've lived on the border area all my life also. But one of the things is, is, you know, you say a continuous wall for 2,000 miles. Well, there's a lot of them. There's 11, 1,200 foot cliffs on the No, I know. Yeah, there's, there are natural and borders, and we've, I, I give you that. But about 1,200 miles needs to be built. And I don't think they're going to get anywhere yeah. near that. Right. Uh, well, I hope they do. And and as far as the negotiation thing there, uh, I'm I'm not, you know, necessarily uh, supporting Trump. But what I'm saying <clears throat> is that he's putting it back on the Republicans, forcing them, hopefully, to do something, to take a stand for a change. Because I get so frustrated that they're just gutless most of the time. Yeah, you they know, are. You can't get them to, yeah. to really stand up and do anything. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yes. Go ahead. And so that was that's what I'm looking at is is uh, hopefully he's forcing them to to take a stand somewhere and say, OK, this is what we need. We need mm-hmm. to put a stop to the chain migration and and uh, uh, and then the lottery thing and those kind of things. And and we see we look back at Reagan and it was basically a DACA issue then. And he let millions in and we got nothing out of the deal. The conservatives got nothing. Right. You know? Yeah, that so, was that was worse than DACA. That was everybody. That was all two million. Exactly. Ollie, Ollie, all yes. come free. Uh, thanks, Trent. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, Reagan made a horrible mistake there, and they always point to Reagan. Well, Ron, Reagan did it. That worked out. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it made the problem about ten times as bad. That's what that's what the Reagan decision did. I I think he knew he made a mistake uh, shortly after he made it. Uh, so that was just I mean that was one of the really bad mistakes that Ronald Reagan made. So you can point to Reagan all you want. He didn't do the right thing there. Now, as far as he's trying to turn this over to the Republicans, the problem with that is there's too many Democrats in there, and and he's brought them into the decision-making process. How's yeah. that going to work and out? And he took away their leverage right out from under them God. by just saying, yeah, we'll do DACA, and then uh, yeah, whatever, we'll do a wall yeah. later. I don't, and that's not a quote verbatim, but, I mean, when Feinstein says, yeah, how about a clean DACA bill, and then we'll do the border later. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Really? That's crazy. What are you doing? And that's the opposite. I mean, anybody who's serious about uh, border security always says, no, you start with border security. You start with securing the border, then you work on the other things. First of all, stop the leak. Have we learned nothing from the Flex Seal family of product commercials? Stop the leak. Okay. Apply some flex seal on the border, and then we'll take care of some of the other issues. Like, well, what caused the leak in the first place? Uh, he just spoke, and he is saying that he got uh, high marks for his performance yesterday in that meeting. 
from by, who? From by, Democrats? By, by everyone but the networks. Oh, no. Uh, that, that's not how true. How about you go to theblazeradio.com and take a listen, how sir? About, how about one of your strongest, most vigilant supporters, Ann Coulter? You think she's happy with what you did yesterday? No. No, she's not. Uh, there were local talk show hosts that I listened to in Dallas occasionally on my way into work. <laughs> they are huge supporters. Believe me, you <laughs> didn't make them happy yesterday. Oh. 888-900-3393. Want to hear your thoughts? Maybe somebody could talk me down uh, from uh, from this ledge. More Pack Ray Unleashed on the way. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. President's claiming that uh, he had high marks. He had high marks from people on yesterday's uh, meeting and speech about immigration. Yeah, their names are Nancy, Chuck, and yeah. Al. <laughs> uh, you would get high marks from Democrats, I, I, it, but actually, probably not because they hate him so badly that I, I don't know that. <laughs> and really, that was great for them. Everything he said was perfect for Democrats. That they're important in the process, that he respects them, that they need to be a part of this. Well, did did Obama ever say that about Republicans? Certainly not. Not not on health care, not on any of his important legislation. Did he ever, ever turn to uh to try to do bipartisan things? He talked a good bipartisan game. Never did he back that up. Get to the back of the bus, he he told him. Yes. <laughs> You created the problem. You drove the car into the ditch. Now I'm going to tell you, get in the back of the car. You could push the car out uh, of the ditch. Now you're not going to take credit for it. That's what we heard from him. And so this is an amazing process of uh, Donald Trump, the president, bringing in the Democrats here. They should love this. This They should be trumpeting his his, uh, every word yesterday. They won't, but they should. Because that was a fantastic day for Democrats. That was a fantastic day for Dreamers. It was a tremendous day for illegal aliens in this country. And anybody who is opposed to the border wall, like Democrats, great day for you. That was not a good day for conservatives. That's not a good day for anybody who voted for this guy specifically on this issue. 888 900 Chris in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how's it going, Pat? Doing good. Good deal, good deal. Um, this kind of reminds me in a way of read my lips, no more taxes. Then the next day, we had taxes. Oh, Trump yeah. campaigned on this. His supporters pushed it mm-hmm. and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, all of a sudden, it's taking a backseat to it. Um, when when uh, Boehner and uh, when Boehner and Ryan tried to make these kind of deals with Obama, you know, mm-hmm. they say, hey, we'll give you this if you promise to consider this. And he was, they were chastised for it. So it'll be interesting to see if these, uh, the Trump supporters will go out there and defend 
see how they'll try to defend Trump for this. Yeah, I, I'm going to be fascinated to to sit back and watch this now. Um, I think right. I'm glad. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. I was like, I'm glad McCarthy was there because he stopped. He's like, hey, hang on a second. I don't think that's what she's saying, Mr. President. Yeah. And he tried he tried to get him to understand. So I'm glad he was there to try to help. You could tell uh, McCarthy really wasn't crazy about it either. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be tough. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. If, if you're a conservative that is on his staff, it's got to be difficult right now. Um, but will his supporters realize that this is Donald Trump? I don't know. I, I don't think so. Nothing has swayed them so far. So why would this? Uh, David in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, hey, Pat. Hey. I have a, a fairly reliable source. I can't tell you his name. His initials are AG, but he told me that the real reason the border wall is not going to be built because the materials that comprise the border wall will absorb more sunlight thus causing global warming in the Antarctic. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, that would not surprise me from Al Gore. It really wouldn't. <laughs> hey, I didn't say his name. <laughs> no, you didn't. You're very clandestine. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, David. Uh, Matt in Minnesota, welcome to The Blaze. Oh, hey, Matt. Hey. I'm, uh, Can you pick up? Because we could... Yeah, can okay. you hear me now? Yes. How's baby Jessica today? Verizon, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, good? Yes. All right. No, I was, uh, Pat, you're too stressed. This is your favorite gay liberal in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, you're you're too stressed out, buddy. Am I? Uh, on, uh, on this Trump thing. You, uh, okay. you got to focus more on uh, things like Jeffy <laughs> and how he's a doppelganger for Alex Jones. I mean, they're both, you know, fat and I would, perverted. Right, and, right. And, and, you know, that's kind of my Crazy. evidence on that. Um, also, <laughs> this might make you really happy. I, I've been silent for way too long on this. All right. Um, the reason why Jeffrey won the armadillo race last year. Yeah. Uh, like, won the, like, campaigning to build the funds. The reason why he beat you was he was uh, giving away subscriptions to his uh, websites. Gave away free yearly subscriptions. If we donated to his cause. He was also selling uh, DVDs out of his trunk in the parking lot. And I uh, I did something wrong. I bought some from him. Oh, wow. And uh, that was wrong of me. But I can no longer stay silent. And uh, <laughs> th- that's that's how Jeffy won that. Well, so, I, I suspected foul play from the beginning. And it's so it's good to hear that uh, I was right. Uh, appreciate but, it, Matt. And it's not not a surprise that a liberal from Minnesota would be okay with this uh, this Trump stuff. Yeah, are I mean, do you have any concern at all about the border? Oh, he's gone. We lost him. He's gone. So we'll never know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Lori in Washington, welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Good morning or good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi. Um, this whole thing yesterday with Trump, I mean, there's a big part of me that wants to say, I told you so, because I knew this going in. This mm-hmm. is why I didn't vote for him mm-hmm. last year. But, I mean, it, it occurred to me that he has probably already decided that he does not want to run in 2020. So he's just going to get all the good press and publicity that he can while he's got it. And when he comes out of this, oh, look, I'm a deal maker. I can work with everybody. He sort of, I think, I just get the feeling that he's greasing the skids for when he goes back to New York. And, you know, the politicians, the Democrats right now are saying, well, we don't like this deal. Well, 
they have the shortest memories I've ever known in the history of my life. Yeah. So in, in two, three years, they're not going to care as long as they don't have to go up against him anymore. He totally caved on this one. Totally. Sure did. Seems that way. Thanks, Lori. Appreciate it. Although I, I don't know that it's caving because I'm not sure he ever had that, that zeal in him to begin with. Uh, that was my suspicion, at least from the beginning. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I mean, look what he said yesterday at the press conference about this this docket deal with Democrats, and this needs to be a bill of love. Take a look. Uh, but I feel having the Democrats in with us is absolutely vital because this should be a bipartisan bill. This should be a bill of love. <laughs> Truly, it should be a bill of love, and we can do that. A bill of love. But it also has to be a bill mm-hmm. where we're able to secure our border. Drugs are pouring into our country at a record pace. Right. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people are coming in that we can't have. We've greatly stiffened, as you know, and fewer people are trying to come in. But we have uh, tremendous numbers of people and drugs pouring into our country. So mm-hmm. in order to secure it, we need a wall. We need closing enforcement we have to close enforcement loopholes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's got to be a bill of love. I mean, does that not sound reminiscent about what we mocked Jeb Bush on? Yes, they broke the law, but it's not a felony. Okay. It's kind of the it's it's a it's a it's a it's an act of love. <laughs> it's an act. It's an act of love. It's a bill of love. Uh, it's just a love fest now. It's just it's really great to see. It's really great to see. Uh, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. He's kind of, kind of, kind of um, uh, conciliatory toward Oprah Winfrey yesterday as well. People are asking him about about the potential that she would run, and it's kind of interesting because according to a a poll that just came out, she leads Trump forty eight thirty eight. If the election were held today, which would be unconstitutional because he wouldn't have had a four year term yet. Um, so if the election were held today, Oprah Winfrey would be the likely winner. And this is from Rasmussen, which has been really pretty good for Trump all along. And they surveyed likely U.S. voters. Um, she has 76% of support from Democrats, 22% of Republicans, 44% of independents. President had 66% of the vote from Republicans, 12 of Democrats, and 38 independents. So that's not a winning formula. Now, I mean, please, it's really early, and that could change drastically. It, you know, also, yesterday, her best friend, Gail King, said this. Is she considering it? Uh, no, I absolutely don't think that her position has changed. I don't. You know, I was up talking to her very late last night. Mm -hmm. I do think this, though, guys. I do think she's intrigued by the idea. I do think that. I also know that after years of watching the Oprah show, you always have the right to change your mind. Mm -hmm. I don't think at this point she is actually considering it. But listen, there are people who who said they want to be her campaign manager, who want to uh, quit their jobs and campaign for her. She loves this country and would like to be of service in some way. But I don't think that she is actively... You know, her, her, the best service she could give is not to run for president. That would be the best, the best gift Oprah Winfrey could give this nation. 888 uh, just, just to lighten the tone a tad. Uh, we're, this goes back to uh, Donald Trump singing the national anthem the other day. The guys at Bad Lip Reading have already 
done a little <laughs> special uh, a little special mix of Donald Trump singing the national anthem. Uh, here it is. Can you see my head is here. <laughs> <laughs> smile there. Like you said, the smile and the little. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> He's pretty touch. proud of his performance at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll I don't know how they later. do that. That's yeah. it's brilliant. And how they did it that quickly, uh, I, I have no idea. But I like those guys. <laughs> we should tweet that out. We will. In fact, you know what? I'm going to tweet that out. You are? Like right away. Like right away? Like really soon. Yeah. Really soon <sighs> at Pat Unleashed. Okay. Triple eight. 900 uh, More Pat Grand Leash coming up in a sec here. Uh, let me tell you about Cosmo Hurts Kids and that campaign. Uh, the reason they're doing this, and its founder is Victoria Hurst. Her family owns uh, Cosmopolitan Magazine, but she believes Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to kids. Um, and we cite some examples from time to time. This is a uh, fairly interesting one. These are these are the weird AF things Americans got stuck up their butts in. And they use a more dramatic word there. In 2017, the <laughs> these are the weird AF things. That's uh, as as uh, fun. And then the F word. As fun. Mm-hmm. As, as fun. fun weird as fun. Weird as fun things Americans got stuck up their their butts in uh, 2017. <laughs> a can of cat food. <laughs> okay. Now, see, am I intrigued to know what that might be? Right, right. I yes, but I'm in my mid-50s, so I can read the article if I want to. I probably won't, but it could be show material someday. <laughs> However, you don't want your kids right. reading mag- articles like that, seeing the images inside the magazine that it contains. It's just it's loaded with this kind of stuff. Now... She's not fighting against free speech. She's not trying to drive them out of business. Her family owns a magazine. But she believes we need to take a stand against pornography. All she wants is for the state's harmful to kids, minor laws, material harmful to minor laws uh, applied to Cosmopolitan magazine. It's just that simple. So if you agree and you want to take a stand against porn being sold to kids under 18, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Find out what you can do. 
That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Ed in California, welcome to the Blaze. Thank you, sir. How are you doing today? Doing good. Good. Um, I've been a Trump supporter since before he even came down the escalator, and yesterday was like the lowest day in my life, what he said. Mm. I just, it just, I mean, I've called radio stations all over the country when he was you know, campaigning and everything like that. Yeah. I used to, I, I've talked to Mr. Sexton. He called, you know, asked for Trump supporter and why. So I called him up. I had, okay. uh, I had, I had Mr. Severin kick me off his show, told me to kiss his butt. Not so many <laughs> nice words. Told me to, he told me to kiss his butt, you know, but it, that's not the word he used and never to call his show again. Wow. So, you wow. know, I've been doing it. I mean, I I fought for this guy. You know what I mean? I've called yeah. Massachusetts and Texas and Chris Salcedo's show and everything. Huge all over. Support. Yeah, yeah. And yesterday when he said that, it's like, this is not what I fought for. This is not what I did. And I'm just so disgusted by it. I'm it really glad to hear you say that because so many people who are in your shoes, who supported him the whole time, especially the the people who are on the Trump bandwagon from the beginning, just won't get off the vet or they won't look at anything through reasonable lenses. And what you're saying is the way you should be feeling today, as far as I'm concerned, because this is the antithesis of what he campaigned on. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, and to bow down to these Democrats, <clears throat> Nancy Pelosi, oh, God, it just I know. Oh, it kills me. Well, bless it your heart. Absolutely. I, I feel your pain. But anyway, and I, I, I appreciate you taking my call. I got to get yeah. back to work. I'm All right. here trying to keep the illegals from taking my job. So. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, I got to get back to work, too. So uh, yeah, I'll see you later. But I feel your pain. I do. I feel your pain. This is what I said, though, about the guy the whole time. I hate to say I told you so. No, I don't. I, I don't because nobody listened to me. Some some did, but uh, not enough. I mean, this is what we said the entire campaign. This is not who he is. It, 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 it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Triple eight. 933-93. And yeah, the Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer should be, uh, they should be having should be having a parade right now i think they're drafting a bill and trying to rush it and and look at look at the bones he threw them yesterday Mm -hmm. how important they are how much he respects them well yeah do you remember that he supported all of their campaigns i'm sorry you remember that he funneled money to chuck schumer to nancy pelosi to hillary clinton wait a second the person that all trump supporters despise beyond all else she's the worst thing that could ever happen to this country yeah, well, he supported her until about 2015. This Donald Trump did? Yeah, this Donald Trump. Stop it. Yeah. He donated money uh-huh. to donated who? Donated money to Hillary Clinton, to Chuck Schumer, to Nancy Pelosi, to no. all these people. Well, that was 
Yeah, that's just how the game is played. Well, wait, I thought you weren't a politician. I thought you didn't play that game. What do you mean that's how the game is played? That's the game of politics, which you're supposed to be so removed and so aloof. I, and, and, and then he also makes the point that he wants earmarks. He wants earmarks to get something through. Just to make it even worse. So, yes. Yeah, so yeah let's bring words, back earmarks and make it a bloated bill. He doesn't want bribes for a wall. He wants bribes for DACA to stay in place. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah! Frustrating? You bet. Ah! You bet. Jeremy in Idaho. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How hey, are you doing? Doing good. Frustrated, but good. Well, you know, it's that oh, good yeah. kind of frustration. Today. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's the theory for you. Mm-hmm. He left this thing wide open. He's going to let Congress stick their ginormous foot in their ginormous mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't vote for the guy. I didn't yeah. vote for her either. Okay. But uh, I'm wondering, there's one power that this president hasn't used yet, to my knowledge, and that's the veto power. Here's a theory for you. Okay. What happens when they ram this ridiculous bill that nobody read, of course, down everybody's throat, and they're standing there on national television, Trump stands up and vetoes this thing. <laughs> well, that won't... I mean, he promised, though. That would be problematic for him, because he promised he yesterday that he'll sign whatever you give him. How can he go back on that? I mean, that'd be a bad move, too. Which promise is more important, his promise to the American people or his promise to these congressional jackwagons? Well, he's just promised to everybody yesterday that he's going to sign. That was not just to those guys. That was to the American people as well. It wouldn't make it to me. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I can't see him doing that. Um, it would be. I don't know. It would be. It would be a complete Wait. contradiction of what he said yesterday. Jeremy, Jeremy, yeah. you're saying that he is setting up his own party to pass a bill so that he can veto it. I think that there's a, a possibility. I, I, okay, I'm holding out on a possibility. Uh, bless your heart. What, bless what, your heart for looking for some silver lining. What good does that do to veto a <laughs> bill that his party authored? They're the ones in power. He's basically saying if, you're, if your yeah, theory is happen. correct, then, hey, let's make everybody in the Republican Party look bad for 2018. Appreciate the well, call, though, Jeremy. Thank you for looking for that silver lining. Bless your heart. That is wonderful. <laughs> looking for the bright side. In the middle of a immigration reform hurricane. Good for you. I'm hurting. Good for you. I'm sad. <laughs> I mean, we were just like literally. It was uh, just one great day after another <clears> with this <throat> guy, and then it was like, "Hey, here's a wall. Have fun running right into it." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, and that's the thing. He had some pretty good momentum with me. Yes, he really did. Exactly. I would have never suspected that I would be saying the positive things about President Trump that I've been saying lately. But you, you, we said from the beginning, we'll give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. We're going to give him a chance. Yeah. Let's see what he does. Okay? Maybe we were wrong about him. I hope so. We want him to succeed. Yes. Let's see what he does. <clears throat> and we have, right? <laughs> I think any Trump supporter who's been listening would have to admit we've given him the benefit of the doubt. Very fair. But yesterday, he's be- that's beyond uh, any benefit. That's, that's all the things that I said I was worried about in the beginning. That's all the stuff I didn't like about him to begin with. So, I, you know, and I, it's so interesting that Jeremy said he, he didn't support Trump. He didn't vote for him. Didn't vote for Hillary either. So, like me, he went for with a third-party person. And still he wants to give Trump that, that benefit of this doubt where... Yeah, he's setting up Congress. That's what he's doing here. 
He's trying to get him to pass something really bad, and then he'll just say, nope. Well, that seriously, that would be a real problem for him after what he said yesterday, which is he's going to sign anything you bring him. Anything you bring him is going to be, even if he doesn't like it, he'll sign it. Why? Because he has complete confidence in these guys. <laughs> Based on what? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for being here. 888-900-3393. Still a lot to talk about. Not just Trump on immigration yesterday, which was extremely disappointing. At least to me. Uh, Maybe Trump supporters, and we've heard from some of them, who are finding ways around this. You know, that this is some master strategy to make congress look bad or something i i I don't i don't know how that works really but um some people just can't face the 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 reality that the guy just isn't who we want him to be i i and maybe uh you know i i've said many times i was pleasantly surprised during the first year he did a lot of good things but then Bang! Right back to reality as soon as the new year starts on a on a very critical issue. In fact, on the issue that got him elected, this is what got him elected. This is what got the support of people like Ann Coulter, Sean Hannity, Michael Savage, uh, Rush, to a certain extent, and all of them would tell you, "Oh, well, we didn't we didn't support Trump. We were just we were that was just no, nah, we were." No, that we were not on the bandwagon. We were just we we're casual observers. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh but you know, what do they say today? What do you say today? If you're a hardcore Trump guy and you you uh, he can do no wrong and you've never criticized him. What are you saying about that about this today? What is this? <laughs> Oof. Um okay, so there's that. Also, the Seattle uh, tax on soda. Philadelphia has done this, and it's gone really badly for them. But I think they still—I think they're still on this, the soda tax. Seattle's imposed one too. We'll talk about that. Uh, Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White. She's a prosperity gospel preacher with, um, and she's also the—I think she's the chairperson of his, you know, faith committee, his evangelical advisory committee. She chairs that. She has called on followers to send her donations up to one month's salary. Yeah, send just just go ahead and uh, write your January check over to her. Send it in because if you don't, you could face consequences from God. Uh, he's demanding, you know, the first fruits of your salary. So, 
Um, she, she wrote on her website, the reason is God lays claim to all firsts. So when you keep for yourself something that belongs to God, you're desecrating what is to be consecrated to God. Hmm. In this case, the firsts are money. And if you send it to her, of course, that will supernaturally unlock amazing opportunities, blessings, favors, and, and divine order for your life. You know, it seems to me that um, scripturally, God demands one-tenth as a tithe. One-tenth. He doesn't say give him everything. But do you pay him first? Yeah, I, I do. But I pay him a tenth of, of everything I earn, of the gross salary. He doesn't say, hey, send me a month's salary, and then uh, we'll see if you can get by. Hmm. He, he doesn't. <laughs> well, she's not as greedy as like a jeweler that wants two months salary. Right? <laughs> yeah, the National Jewelry month. Association. Uh, they real yes, they want, and it, but it doesn't have to be the first of the first of the year though. And mm. that could happen. Any two months of your salary okay. needs to go to the, the diamond you buy your significant other. Yeah, uh, that's that's some interesting stuff. Uh, that's some scary stuff. Yeah, mm. uh, but. You know, I, there's probably people who are doing it right now. And maybe it'll work for you. I mean, if, if you put that kind of faith to the test, it probably will, frankly. It, it might. 888 I don't advise it. Yeah. Y'all don't <laughs> I'm doing not that. advocating it. Uh-uh. Um, also, <laughs> Jeff Bezos is now the richest person alive. Oh, he passed me. At his, yeah, uh, I think some time ago, probably um, <laughs> at birth, he passed you. <laughs> Uh, his net worth reached $105.1 billion Monday on the Bloomberg Billionaires Index. Wow. Amazon.com shares uh, went up again, and so it increased the shopping giant market value by almost 57%. Wow. Hmm. Amazon shares have risen 6.6% already, already this year. That is amazing. And they capture 89% of online spending. Whoa. Among holiday retailers. Okay. 89%. Think about that. Wow. I was talking to a guy who sells musical instruments yesterday, and he said, you know, we've mostly gone to rentals and things because Amazon has just destroyed everything. They've just, they've, they've just killed everything. Amazon wow. is, is just changing the landscape for sales, for retail sales, uh, and especially if you're a small shop, it's probably really tough to compete with with Amazon now. So Bezos is is worth more than Gates, who would have a net worth of more than 150 billion if he'd held on to the assets he's given away. Yeah, he's given things um, mostly to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, mm-hmm. but it's his charity arm, and uh, he's given away to that. 700 million shares of Microsoft and almost 3 billion in cash and other assets since 1996. Say what you will about the guy, and I do. I'm not a big fan. But wow, that's some great charitable giving. That's pretty impressive. So as it is, because he'd given away all that, he's only worth about $90 billion. What a bum. Oh, jeez. If you could, you know, maybe we can start up a uh, like a GoFundMe or like something. Like a GoFundMe for Bill, for Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Hey, actually, mm-hmm. that's a good See idea. See if we can get him to the the richest man alive again. Because mm-hmm. gosh darn it, 
That's that's sad. I'd like to set one of those up with some fine print that says the money's actually going somewhere else. But I, because I think that's uh, that'd be a fun endeavor right there. Yeah, it would. It would be fun. <laughs> Uh, also, this is a really sad story uh, and kind of hits close to home because everybody in my family was sick during the holidays. Mm. Uh, my grandkids, my kids, I was sick. My wife was sick the whole time. Um, and so we all had that flu that was going around. Well, Kyler Bauman was 21 years old, working, going to school like any normal 21-year-old. Into physical fitness. They had a picture of him in the article. Super cut. Ripped. Uh, you know, six-pack abs. Huge biceps. But he was not an Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger type, but really in peak physical condition. So he came home to visit for the Christmas vacation, and he wasn't feeling well. Um, his mother says, we saw him for the 23rd for our family Christmas get-together, and we noticed he wasn't feeling well. He looked run down. Had a bit of a runny nose. Celebrated again with the family on Christmas. Uh, but he wasn't feeling well, so he left. He just kind of laid down, according to his wife. Went about his day. And that was the day he was coughing and his chest hurt. He had a mild cough. I think he thought, I just got the flu. I'll be all right. I'll go get a little rest. Then it turned out he was running a fever on and off, which we had. On Wednesday... He went to the emergency room, then he was flown to UPMC Presbyterian in Pittsburgh, where he died less than a day later. It's a really sad story. So just kind of a cautionary tale. This can be re- this flu that's going around, this influenza, can be really serious. And you think, well, okay, it's serious for the really young and the really old. This guy's in peak physical condition. He's 21 years old. No reason. I mean, you would never think he would die from the flu. Uh, but he did. So, you know, maybe a good safety tip. Go to the doctor if you're running a, f- a fever like that off and on. And don't just think, ah, it's nothing. Because it, you know, might be something. 888 um, Also, we were talking yesterday about the, uh, about the French. 80% of French people believe in some kind of conspiracy theory. 80%. So 8 out of 10. Uh, and it's things like the U.S. didn't really go to the moon. We faked the moon landing. 16% of French people believe that. 54% believe that the CIA was involved in the assassination of JFK. Uh, that, might be, that might be one that a lot of people believe in, even in, uh, uh, in this country. They uh, 55% of the French believe that there's something wrong with the vaccines, that it's either causing autism or something else. 55%, which is interesting because they have 11 different vaccines that are mandatory for infants. Uh, So they're buying into all of these conspiracy theories. Keith's point yesterday was, well, I'll bet Americans have been probably 80% of us believe the same thing. I'd like to find out, Hmm. is there a conspiracy theory that you subscribe to, that you absolutely wholeheartedly believe in. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And as I think about it, I have to say, yeah, JFK. I don't think I don't think Oswald was alone there. I, I don't. It's not just oh, by the way, this crazy guy who just happened to go to Russia and live there for a while, and he just happened to have all of these issues, just happened to be alone and got into that uh, 
you know, that building and, and shot JFK from afar. And then he just happened to be shot dead by a member of the mob in Dallas. <laughs> Wait, so do you subscribe to a theory or you just think there's something I don't something know what else. theory it is. Yeah. I just think there's something else. Okay. I don't know what it is. So you, I, I don't uh, know if it's LBJ. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the CIA. I probably think more like the Russians hmm. or the Cubans. You start uh, or the mob, or huh. or the Illuminati. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else you want to tack on there? <laughs> I don't really. The Illuminati is just for fun. It's just for fun. I mean, they're a part of every conspiracy. They've done uh-huh. everything ever every, that's yes. been evil. Yes. Ask uh, Alex Jones; he'll tell you. Uh, is there one you subscribe to? It's probably JFK, right? I mean, do you think JFK is a normal? Yes, Oswald shot him. End of story. Did you start watching 112263 last night on Hulu? No. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll keep bothering you every day for the rest of your life. All right. And you know I will. Um, yeah, I know. I, I'm relentless on that stuff. I don't know what it was, but I'm like you. There's something else going on there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said yesterday, I've always been behind the Hitler escaped Germany thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's another one. Absolutely. Like That is the one that until recently... Has set me apart into the, oh my gosh, you absolutely are in the loony bin category, Keith. And then all of a sudden we get these uh, released papers. It's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for playing. Yeah. And the Russians backing off the fact that, yeah, we found his body. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. Did you? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. And uh, and again, my third one to round it out is uh, John Roberts with the Obamacare. <laughs> Their stuff. Why don't you Google it yourself and you can find out what's going on with John Roberts and Seriously? the Obamacare. Yeah. So there is a theory there yeah. that yeah, I, I don't... something was held over his head or something. Mm-hmm. Really? About, I'd say there's so two So you believe things. a bunch of theories. You that's three. A, a bunch that's, of a, that's it. Just, that's, just, the just three. those three. JFK. Okay, JFK. Hitler escaped Hitler. Germany. And John Roberts. And John Roberts. There's two reasons, actually, <laughs> Pat, why John Roberts uh, changed his Obamacare vote. They're very, they're related, you could say. Ooh. Okay. Malinak talking in code. I, I, let me bring up another one since he's on TV right now. Rand Paul, what's going on there? Oh, yeah. Okay, three I and a half. I'm with you. I don't know if there's something, <laughs> there's something wrong with that. Yeah. There's something wrong with Rand Paul not disclosing what the guy said to him after he broke six of his ribs. I don't know what. I have no idea. I don't know if it's a woman involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't speculate at all because I have no information about anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the deal is. It's just very strange yes. that he won't divulge what, what the deal was there. Uh, so what is it for you? Or is there one? 888 uh, more Pac Ray Unleashed coming up in a second. Let me tell you about the what you can do about the nasty polluted air in your home that's sometimes up to 100 times more polluted than outside. Yeah, we don't think about that stuff. And that could cause illness, you know, bring on things like the flu or just allergies and simple wear and tear on your HVAC really sucks to have to either replace that or even repairs can be costly. So if you want to breathe easier in your home, replace the filters. Filter by America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes. And they even have custom options for you. They can, they can make one just for you. All shipped free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. Great company and a, and a great idea. You just go to the website, filterby.com. You search for the Merv rating you're looking for. The kind, uh, the brand, the size... And then you'll be able to remove dangerous pollen, mold, and dust from the air inside your home. 
And you can save 5% right now when you set up auto delivery. So then you never have to think about when it's time to order filters again. Save time, save money, breathe better. Filterby.com. That's B-U-I. Filterbui.com. Filterby.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Talking conspiracies. Eighty percent of the French believe in some conspiracy, at least one conspiracy theory. Uh, and we're putting that to the test here. Uh, I don't know if it's eighty percent, but I bet a lot of us believe at least one conspiracy theory. Uh, I, I guess. I guess I would buy into something other than uh, just the simple explanation on JFK. That he was shot by Lee Harvey Oswald, and that's the end of it. <clears throat> I don't believe that. Uh, Keith doesn't believe that, but he also doesn't believe in... Uh, I got, what were the other two? Okay, so we got JFK, something's yes. up there. <clears throat> Hitler escaped Germany oh, yeah, for the right. end of World War II. Of course. And John Roberts... Um, and John Roberts. Had something held over Changing him. Changing his uh, oh, health care vote. Yeah. Uh, Barbara in Ohio, welcome to the blaze. Hi, Pat. I have Hi. a conspiracy theory that you haven't mentioned yet, and it's regarding the Kennedy assassination. Mm-hmm. I've always felt that Aristotle Onassis was behind it. Wow, because really? You know, yes, mm. because, you know, Jackie, had, they had lost their baby in August, and then in mm-hmm. November he went to Dallas and Jackie went with him. Well, in between, mm. she and her sister had to help her recover, you know, recuperate from her loss, they had gone on a cruise on the Onassis yacht and were supposed to be gone like a week or so. Well, and the rumor had it that the week extended into two and three weeks until President Kennedy ordered her to get her butt home. And she came home and then went to Dallas with him. And it was pretty well known that Aristotle Onassis was really, really smitten with Jackie Kennedy. I mean, he blew Marie Callas out of there. She had been his girlfriend for years and years, the opera singer. And, mm-hmm. man, he sent her a packing. And then, you know, eventually Jackie married him. Right. But, you know, there's stranger things. I mean, that man was a wealthy, wealthy man in the world at that time. I think he was the richest and, man in the world. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm sure he had connections with Russia. I know, you know, because of his boat, you know, his boat business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think Lee Harvey Oswald did it, but I, I'll i bet you could trace that back to Aristotle Onassis. Wow. Yeah, so I, I, I really believe, you know, strange things happen. The hearts are strong. <laughs> Encouragement. <Yep. laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Barbara. Appreciate it. That's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever heard the speculation that Onassis had anything to do with that. Yeah, I have not either. Just add it to the theory. list. What are we up to? Like two dozen possibilities now? Oh, easily. <laughs> easily. Or the, the guy who just tweeted mm-hmm. you said that it was an alien on the grassy knoll <laughs> that did that. So like a space alien, not an illegal right. alien. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <sighs> 888-900-3393 with the uh, conspiracy theories you buy into. Maybe you buy into a conspiracy theory on Trump backing off the wall situation. Mm. Maybe there's something going on there. Hmm? Maybe. <laughs> Do you um, have any beyond the JFK one? Hmm? 
I don't think so. No. I think it's just the JFK. So you actually believe that we, the United States of America, flew a rocket ship to the moon? I actually do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually do. What, what, what are we up to on the percentage of people? I'm not with the 16% of French people who do don't believe that. Right. That's what, a pretty high percentage. Where are we at in the conspiracy theorists uh, who believe, like, like in the battle between fake the moon landing and 9-11 was an inside job? Like, I wonder who's winning that battle in the minds of Americans. Let's see. We're gonna I'm going to do out. fake moon landing. Oh, you you do, look okay. for a percent who believe okay. uh, some 9-11 conspiracy. And we're talking about Americans, a percentage of Americans. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, f- wow. What? Oh, no. No. This don't says, hurt me. Don't, I've been hurt enough okay, today, this is, Pat. This is British citizens. Okay. 52% of the British think the moon landings were faked? Okay. <laughs> Can no. that possibly be true? Shut up. Go to the dentist, y'all. All right. Wow. That is insanity, sure that's is. true. Oh, something like 18% believe the Earth is flat in <laughs> France. <laughs> we should also see uh, how many Americans believe that. It's got to be way under, I, it can't be double digits. Okay, so this is rudimentary here. But opinion polls about 9-11 conspiracy theories, if you want me to, to go to these now, while you do some more over there. 7% uh, of Americans polled. Uh, 7. 7% of Americans yeah, so believe less than we half of the France. moon landing. Uh, yeah, okay. 7%. Okay, well, I've got, um, this is the world. Okay, so this is the world, by the way. 46% of the world believe it was Al-Qaeda. Uh, 25% don't know. Wow. 15% believe it was the U.S. government. 7% believe it was Israel. And then there's the other category that I'm not sure what that is, um, but 7% believe it was some other form. So in other words, 46% of the world believes that it was Al-Qaeda. One out of four world citizens have no, they don't know. I don't know. Unbelievable. 15% U.S. government. That's unbelievable. That's a lot. That's a, that's a higher percentage than it certainly should be. Yeah, I'll get some U.S. numbers for you here shortly. I mean, that's pathetic. Really? That shows that people like Alex Jones have done a really good job mm-hmm. somehow of, of tainting the, the actual truth on that issue. Okay, so here's a, a poll of American citizens from July of 2006 done by Scripps Howard in Ohio University. Okay, surveyed over 1,000 randomly selected U.S. citizens. <clears throat> Four, uh, 4% margin of error. Mm-hmm. Question was, federal officials either assisted in the 9-11 attacks or took no action to prevent them because they wanted the United States to go to war in the Middle East. Uh, 59% said not likely. 20%, one out of five Americans said somewhat likely. 16% of Americans surveyed said very likely. The federal officials either assisted or let it happen. Wow. Uh, Mm. The collapse of the Twin Towers, New York aided by explosives secretly planted in the two buildings. 6% say very likely. Pentagon struck by a military cruise missile in 2001 rather than by an airliner captured by terrorists. 6% very likely. So you've got 6% of Americans that basically buy in wholeheartedly on the theory uh, that it was an inside job, uh, one level or another. That's pretty high. Mm -hmm. That's too high. It's ridiculously high. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated, too, by by the moon landing being faked. Um, <laughs> in 2009, a CNN poll found uh, 25% of the British believe believed that we faked the moon landing. 
And now in 2016, the late, the latest survey I've seen, 52% believe it. It doubled in seven years mm. in England. That is unbelievable. How is that possible that you, you don't believe we went to the moon? I don't understand. Too many people watching Capricorn 1. I mean, I like the movie too, but please. You know how many people, they, they did a, somebody just, I, I just read an article where they, they did uh, um, uh, the math on how many people would have had to have been killed, eliminated, in order to keep that quiet, a moon landing. All the people at NASA, all the people in the government, yeah. all the astronauts, all the astronauts' families, all the astronauts' friends, 400,000 people would have had to have been eliminated to keep that quiet all this time. And so the planes that we saw with our own eyes hit the buildings in New York, and we saw the wreckage in Pennsylvania, the one that hit the Pentagon that was a missile— uh-huh. So did it just, I mean, in other words, did we have three actual planes that were taken over that day, but we decided to shoot a missile at the Pentagon instead of a plane? And if that <laughs> so was the stupid. case, where are the people that were on that supposed flight into the Pentagon? Oh, they right. must be captured. They're probably with that Malaysian Airlines flight captured on some island somewhere. And where is that? Yeah. Now, that where is a, that, now you brought up something. Now that I just want an answer to. I don't know. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed. And your thoughts on these conspiracies. Plus, uh, Jeffy, you know he's got conspiracies. Uh, rolling around that fat head of his. We'll talk to him coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. You know what that sound means? It's uh, time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Hi. Hey. So, conspiracies, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's where we're I, at. I mean, really? is there I a conspiracy theory you about... don't believe? <laughs> that would probably be the better question you know, for it's you. It's hard. Yeah. Because when you hear, like, for instance, the 9 11 conspiracy, I remember, I don't believe it. But I remember listening to a guy on Coast to Coast AM one night, uh, and he went through the entire, his whole thing. And by the end, you're like, well. Well, yeah, because they use all maybe. of their convenient. Right. No, I know. Truth, I know. which is not which the is not truth. truth. It's not the truth. No, and and I many understand. things that didn't happen, many things that are explained. You know, what you have to believe in that is that hundreds There's of no thousands, way. if not millions of people would have had to have yes. been eliminated. Oh, my gosh. Also, you have to believe that somehow the Bush administration went into that building and wired it to, to collapse like that. With the freaking buildings <laughs> occupied. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> you don't just go in overnight when the building is closed and do what they supposedly however, did. How it Pat. You got to remodel the whole building because you want to put the stuff <laughs> in the walls. But who in New York pays attention? 
okay. That's fair. You know, when the remodelers are in the building, uh-huh. you're like, eh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've walked in the building. Uh, when we were working in New York, uh-huh. our building, they're scaffolding up. They're hanging pictures up. Mm-hmm. I had to specifically ask. Like, once a month, they'd put up new pictures. But right. they had some deal with some artist that came in, and, and they would hang the new pictures of those artists in the <clears throat> lobby once right. a month or once every other month or once a quarter or whatever. And it was just the deal they had with the artist. And the pictures were like, not that good. Mm-hmm. But when they were hanging it, the scaffolding was up. You just walked by. You don't think about it. So could somebody have done that? No. Pat? No. Pat? No. Pat? No, they could not have. You still believe it, don't you? No, not really. <laughs> I not hope really. not. Not really. Come he on, that's all been disproven. First of all, it it's doesn't matter. because Just top it all off, you have to believe that it was all at the helm was George W. Bush. Uh, no. Right. Um, you have to believe that your uh, government no. is one of the most no. evil governments to have ever existed yeah, no, on this no, earth. No, and I'm no not way. paying taxes to that government <laughs> as, if I believe it. As the court reporter. Right. Tell you that right, right. now. Yeah. I, I if you believe that, no way. You can't live here. I, can't, I couldn't live here if Gentlemen, I believed it. Right. I, I need to go back over the transcript of the program as the court reporter here. Pat just said, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you're not still believing that, are you? Jeffy responds with, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I know. Uh, Which means he might be in that 6% category. I know. Well, depending on how I was asked. <laughs> You're not still believing that, are you? Uh, not really. Because you, you also believe in every voting conspiracy that comes well, up. Well, those are facts, Pat. Sure. <laughs> I'm with those you are facts. Now, I'm with him Stop now. it. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> those are facts. I mean, don't make me get the don't make me get the paperwork. No, yeah. please get the work paperwork yeah. out. Do don't, not make don't me make get the there proof. is no paperwork. Don't on make it. me get the proof. I got you here. Hang on, there were about two years after the 2012 election that Jeffy and I, with each other, would reference Ohio. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go to Ohio. Now, there's a couple more out there now that are that are involved. Yeah, those machines just uh-huh. magically happened, and okay. they never magically put votes in for Republicans. No, they did not. But then you have, uh, I mean, what have I got? I listen to, listen to JFK. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anything specific uh, on JFK you do that believe you believe? There's something wrong with the yeah. JFK. But is there anything specific that you believe? Well, not anymore because now, you know, I have a good friend that's really, uh, I mean, considered an expert on the JFK assassination. And mm-hmm. he's gave up because he's like, now, no matter what you say, people believe it. Mm-hmm. No matter what you you could say mm. that you know it was uh, there was an invisible spaceship that was over Dallas that day. Wait, there was, and they killed it. You know, you could say anything, and people go, "Yeah." <laughs> so, I mean, you could say anything now yeah. for the JFK. We're too far removed from yeah. it now. Have you seen eleven twenty two sixty three? No, that's the only I, show you have my, not watched. Come on, man, I know, eight episodes. That's all my I'm wife watched it, so I, 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 I I'm blowing it off. She like said it. I should watch it. Yeah. It's Netflix or Hulu. Hulu, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. It's a Hulu original. Hulu. Why? It's just because they have ads on it. No, they oh. don't. Yeah, they changed the layout I, too. Which is to, Jackie won't let me pay for that you one too to get the ads off. So I got you know we have Netflix, we have Amazon. That's all she'll do. Is it illegal for you to come to my house and watch these eight episodes? I'll let you just stay all day and just kind of binge. And can then... we go back to the? Can we go back to the show transcript? For <laughs> yeah, a yeah. Let's go, go back, back to, to that, Mister. I wear the pants in my family. Go ahead. Jackie won't let me. Give me that conspiracy theory. Oh my god! Give me the conspiracy god. theory that you rule the roost in your house. <laughs> Shut up. That is agonizing. Shut up. As someone oh, my who has, God. As someone who has been to Jeffy's house. Their house. <laughs> as someone who has been to Jeffy's house Thank you. on uh-huh. more he knows. than one occasion. I know. I have a lot of data points to work I with. He knows. 
It, Jeffy does not rule the rules. Thank there. you. I know. You didn't have to speak those words. I already was very aware of them. My wife is something else because it's like seven dollars yeah it's only that's, a couple bucks that's the last seven dollars it's gonna put okay. us over the edge i got it i got no this. it's not right. I know. stop it i know free trial Amber, st- binge watch 112263 disconnect it's i, <laughs> I mean, never it's, disconnect because i just right. i don't and that's i mean that's the thing is it's so funny when you we've we're we're like we already pay for these other three or four channels. Know, How about let's we just, just get, finish it know, up and do this be one done too? With it and be done. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah, I know. No, because that yeah. then we crumble. Then our total financial world collapses right. if I pay that seven dollars as well. <laughs> we already pay thirteen dollars for Netflix and, and another twelve dollars for Amazon. I'm not gonna pay another seven dollars for Hulu. <laughs> Yeah, it's just not worth it. You guys you know? need a budget better. It. What you need, no, what needs to happen is that Jackie needs, you need to find a show that Jackie will love to watch on Hulu. Oh, and then she'll get pissed. I've tried. Believe you me, I've tried. Smart. Get I really, there's there's a show called The Good Doctor, which I like yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's one of the top shows, too. Yeah. And she won't watch it. Mm. So I've tried. Believe me, I, I, I've tried that one. But what other conspiracies do you have? Uh, maybe Roswell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, UFOs. Yeah, aliens have landed. I love that. Aliens. Have Maybe Roswell. Maybe Roswell. <laughs> you know. <laughs> One of the most unlikely of all conspiracies. What? And maybe Roswell. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are the unlikely what? Maybe Roswell. Maybe Roswell. That's so great. Oh, hold on. The, that the, is so typical Jeff Fisher right on, there. Hold on. Show transcript. I just said you're smart. I did. Because you said that you should find a show she likes. You're smart, Jeffy. I don't think That's think in you. the transcript. Maybe Roswell. <laughs> and maybe Roswell. Then his next words were, maybe Roswell. Uh, maybe Roswell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, that is priceless. That's pr- racket. Uh, is, he right. still, is he still? Is he still? I don't know. Is he? Is he think, still? Is Jim Rome still around? I don't know. I, I miss him. I, I think he is. I miss him. I think he is. All right. Go ahead. What else you got? You know, so the <laughs> so the uh, consumer electronics show is going on in Las Vegas, and I man, I'd love to go to that show. Like I to would too, it. actually. It'd be, fun. It'd be fun, yeah. And like this particular item, the new 65-inch television <laughs> that rolls up like a newspaper. Oh. I have no idea why someone would want this, but what? I do. Wait, there's a 65-inch that rolls Ro- up? Rolls up. We have, the, we have a shot on the video of the 65-inch How television. How cool is I mean, it? Oh, I, I see. It doesn't roll up. It, well, it goes down into the, into the... It rolls into the box. Okay, yeah. Still, that's cool. Still, I know. It's very, very I know. Cool. I don't know why you'd want it. I don't but know why what about it's in this? the house. Okay. Oh. Be ready to be amazed. Maybe that's what Lee Harvey Oswald was carrying up the stairs. Right? <laughs> Maybe. It's a flat screen TV. Yeah, in a 1963. Box. Yes, <laughs> like, right? I'm sure. <laughs> All right. I'm about to rock your world. Oh, no. What do you got? Samsung has just announced the new 146 oh, yeah. inch TV that takes up an entire wall. Yeah. And its name, by the way, is The Wall. That's how big this thing yeah, is. It's the only wall we're going to see, apparently. It is almost double the size of the ridiculous one my wife got me last year for Christmas because I kept saying for years, I want an 80-inch yeah. TV. She finally just shut up. Nice. She, to shut me up, she got me a, a 75-inch. I'll, I'll okay? teach you. This is that's, almost why you, that's why you don't get the Hulu. Double that size. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really. I mean, it's it's amazing. That's crazy. It's amazing. That is nuts. Beautiful. They also have right. She'll buy me a seventy-five inch TV, but we can't subscribe to Hulu. That's why you don't get the Hulu. That's Jackie math. I don't know why. I I just get the Hulu. (laughs) Samsung's got another one too. Another uh, uh, Vision one that they hook up outside. That they you have to build a hole and it goes down into the Mm. hole outside, like a outside theater that comes up. It is amazing. I mean, I would love this is, it. It's changed. The world is changing so quickly. Oh and my gosh! Why do you need, you know? You talk about this guy here. I have a story today about a guy who sued last year, sued his date for ruining the date because she was texting at the movie theater. Okay, oh. and he's he, he sued her for that. Yeah, well, they were making fun that he's the man of the year because he uh, finally sued her for that out of Austin. How about maybe just don't ask her out again? Well, he spent uh, for pizza and, <laughs> and a drink and tickets at the three D. So he's trying to get it back. Seventeen thirty one, seventeen dollars and thirty one cents for the tickets. That's a cheap date. Where and does he so, live? Good golly, so is he, that he, North Dakota? He, he or took her to small or? claims court. Uh-huh. For our uh, for, route, for texting and uh, and uh, they and he said that uh, adding the texting habit is a threat to civilized society. Oh, I think that's true. And uh, so I subscribe to that theory. That, that went on for a few months until she finally just said, "Okay, look, I am sorry. Mm-hmm. Here's your seventeen thirty-one. Did she really drop the How case? Okay, we're done. How great is that? But <laughs> my point to that is, is that I go to the theater. Oh my! I can stay home. This is another forty-six point. Just inch home. TV. Just stay home. Well, this thing though, at first, you know, is probably going to be fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. I, I think some of yeah. some of those outside ones would be more than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're looking at one hundred and fifty to a thousand. Lot. This yeah. is bigger than a home theater screen. Right. And this guy's pissed about losing seventeen bucks. I doubt he's going to be buying a four one hundred and forty-six inch TV. No, he's not. But no. um, I'm sorry. What did you say about texting? That it's a threat to society. Civilized yes. society. Civilized society. Yes. See, and I think that mm-hmm. you just don't reply to text because you're just lazy. Is that not accurate? No, that is no. not accurate. Okay. That is, is because I don't give a rat's anus about my phone. I'm <laughs> tired of it already, and I don't even use it. I don't want to use it. The only time I want to use my phone uh-huh. is when it's critical for me to contact somebody who's not currently with me. That almost never <laughs> happens. If I've, It used to be where I could have used a cell phone was before they were prevalent. Yes. When I was at the video store without my wife. Yes. Yes. I'm looking at this movie and I'm thinking, should I get this? This isn't the Will one she, she like asked this? for because this they're, they're, the they're out of the one they asked gone. for. Thank you. Do you like this one? I could have called her then and confirmed and either taken it or not. But that it almost never happens have anymore. Have you ever called If I go to the grocery store without her, it still comes in happy, handy once in a while. What aisle is that on? I can't find it. Go here. You don't she text your there. wife to what aisle? No, I, I would call her, and I would actually physically speak to her over the telephone. Oh, dude, Because it, it has that function. I don't know if you're aware. work. Okay. There's aisles. Right. And at the end of those mm-hmm. aisles, they have signs mm-hmm. that tell you where particular items are right. in those aisles. And sometimes they don't include the particular item right. I'm looking for. Right. In other words, you go to the supermarket to find, okay. what, Bonehead. spoons and milk? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if it says dude. crackers, you can be like, "What is that?" I don't even. It's a good point. Uh, you've already got the spoons at home, anyway. You're not looking for them at work. We, we're looking at you now. We know you've got plenty of spoons that jam things into your face. What does that mean? I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you ever, you ever call I'm your trying wife? to help you shop. Do you ever call yeah. your wife from the other room of the house? Hey, can you come in here? 
Or is that just yes? Well, you do text her. You text her. Okay, so there is. Oh, a I never for text it. her, but I yell for her. Wait. Hey, what? Where is it? I can't find it. <laughs> Save your voice. Just I mean, pick up yeah, the phone. Yeah, just text her. Hey, that's why. That's here? why you have G chat. Do you really ch- text your wife inside the house? You've done that. I absolutely have. Have you ever texted anybody sitting right next to you? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. My yes. kids do that. Yes. My kids do that. I've been in. Uh, not that. I, not that this has ever happened working for this company, hmm. but I've texted uh-huh. people in meetings. Oh, yeah. Commented on meetings. But not, not, not this, this company. company. What are some comments that you've no, had in this those company. meetings? It's just some, you know. Just some? Why are we talking about this and why, oh, we're saying this now, but last time we said this. Stuff like that. But that person, other companies. But that person is in the meeting. Why huh. wouldn't you other just company. say it out loud? It doesn't seem like you've worked for another company since there's been prevalent texting. Uh so I'm You were just confused. busted on the stand. Yes. And oh, the court that's all so, no, that's not true. Huh, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, we were the... Maybe we should just leave that there. We were the, not the, talk we were about the it anymore. front runners of texting <laughs> back when, before it was were You, you were on the cutting texting. edge? Okay, all right. You're a cutting edge texter. Good for you. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, well, that was... Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay. Chewing the fat with Jeffy. <laughs> You can hang out and finish it if you want to, but I, I got to tell you about uh, the company that Glenn and Tanya started called Real Estate Agents I Trust, and they started them because they were personally frustrated trying to sell their home. Uh, and I remember this. I think this took place initially in Connecticut. Yeah. They couldn't find anybody that was good Forever. enough to sell that that albatross of a the house my- they had. <laughs> 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 and they wanted to get out from under the albatross of a house I know. and move closer to work. And uh, so they had bad experiences and um, they hired family members or friends, you know, that were forced on them. They're just too nice to say no. I I mean, it doesn't end well. So with such a big investment in in your lives, the biggest investment we make, um, you've got to have rock solid advice. If you screw up buying or selling a home, it can really have long lasting financial impacts in your life. Real Estate Agents I Trust is a network of over 1,200 agents all over America that are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. Their experience, their marketing plans, their character, and the results they get for their clients are the barometers the team uses to ensure the network is made up of only the best agents in America. Plus, they're fans of the show, so they share Glenn's values and your values. If you need to sell a house... Fast and for the most money possible, or if you're looking to buy one, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust, and you'll be introduced to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. To Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh it is Pat Gray unleashed. And we were talking conspiracy theories uh before and during uh Jeffy's segment. And and then Rand Paul came up on TV again, and I I forgot about that one. 
And I don't see. There's not even a working theory there. I just don't. Something's not, it's not right. Right. Something's uh, not right. Well, he there. was up on the screen, and I re- was reminded yesterday or the day before there was a, a news clip of Rand Paul mm-hmm. discussing whatever he was discussing. And he said, "People don't want to know. What don't want to know why, why things happen." Yes, yeah, we wait, are you do. kidding me? We that's why we wa- I mean, that's how people close out Thank bad you. things in their lives. We have to know why. We desperately. Want to know why? That's the whole thing. Now I don't. I don't know what happened there. I have no idea why he won't. Why he's so secretive on he this? He sure is. Though, it must bad. be something embarrassing to him or family or. And I, don't I know. know. Look, and I know. I, you know, I was the one that, that brought <laughs> brought up the you know the extramarital stuff with the women, and that's you know there's no proof of that. No, you know I know there's I, no evidence know, at all of that. And I put that in your ear the other day, and I probably shouldn't have because there's no proof of that whatsoever. Yeah, but. How do you Something get beat weird up, is up in your yard? I don't know. And you don't explain what the guy US, said and why it happened. A U.S. senator broken six ribs on and his not front a, yeah, lawn. Yeah, I mean, not even beat he, up. I mean, he got he got assaulted. Oh, yeah, bad. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, it could have killed him. Yes. Frankly, those broken ribs could have punctured lungs. He, You know, he could have suffocated. I mean, the, guy, the guy, you know, really should have been charged with attempted murder, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it hurt to breathe for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. So the, it was a beating of a sitting U.S. senator, and that sitting U.S. senator was told why he was beaten, and he won't tell he anybody. Won't tell us. I don't. It's understand. very, very bizarre. It sure is. There's one other thing, and I hate to bring it up, but because we don't know any information about it, still after five months, the Las Vegas shooting is. I know is giving rise to all kinds it sure is. of weird theories. It sure is. I won't even read them because I don't want them in my head. But uh, there's a lot of people who believe a lot of things well, about Las Vegas. Sometimes this month, there we should have some more information, right? There was some no. of the some of the what? No, they moved that back again. Remember yeah, Christmas? You and I, yeah, spoke, they right? bunched. And I said Didn't they, they moved, moved it to January. I've got a right? date on the calendar written, and it was January. And yeah, it's, it's beyond. I think it's summer now. I think. Oh my I god! Because the they judge, changed they changed judges. You're yeah. going on a year. And they changed judges and they moved it to January something because that's what that's the last I had seen. Then they pushed it back again. That's been moved. Holy cow! And tell me that doesn't lend itself to conspiracy theories alone. It does. It does. And it it shouldn't. Wow. We need to know what's going on there. That's unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. Maybe. Yep. Maybe Rand Paul was the shooter and his neighbor found out. No, I'm trying to work this out. No, I'm going to say no on that one. I'm going to say no on that one. Yeah. I mean, maybe Roswell. (laughs) Maybe. The second time but no. those genius words came out yeah, of your thank face. You. Thank you. But the- <laughs> maybe Roswell. <laughs> you know, maybe Roswell. <laughs> uh, got some uh, things on Twitter. At Malinac Mouse, this is the mouse in your house. Oh, I live in my attic right the, now. The Great. tweets. Uh, got so he's he's got access to the internet up there, too. So. Yeah, oh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's really strong in the attic, apparently, but Disturbing. not downstairs in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Illegal immigration makes me mad. The nerve of living somewhere you don't belong. Uh, it's a good point from Mel. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, right wing ninja one. What about the Bill Hicks, Alex Jones conspiracy theory? Oh, yeah. Which Stu chronicled. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, quite, <laughs> on the world of Stu. quite thoroughly on the world he of sold, Stu. He sold the world on that. Uh, also, the opulent Amish, a conspiracy theory I'm having fun studying, the Mandela effect. I don't know what that is. I did some is. quick Googling. And you know what I, that is? I'm trying to figure it out, but it's. What's I, the Mandela effect? I, I is don't that, know. Nelson uh, Mandela? Yeah, I just, With the I Amish? No. No, that's the guy who tweeted it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or whoever. 
Let's see if there's. Oh, a, really? And wait a minute. How does it's, the how does the opulent does he, Amish oh, here we go. have access to the internet? Because he lives in my attic. With right. Something uh, weird. Going the Mandela on. effect is a theory of parallel universes based on the idea that because large groups of people have similar alternate uh, alternative memories about past events. Uh, advocates of the theory claim that for these collective experiences to be true, the fabric of reality must have been shifted at some point in the right. past in the development. Continue. Captain, please. we've torn the very fabric of reality. We've got to have more time. The matter antimatter reactors have gone into overload. That's one of those. And I, will Star say, Trek theory. and I will say that uh, yesterday. <laughs> I've got to have more time. Last night I sat there and watched the entire press conference. Of John Gruden becoming the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. I love that guy. I would date I him. I think I'd date John Gruden. You, if he asked I, me out, I'd say yes. I was ready to go play for him. I was ready to go play <laughs> for him right then. I got a man and crush I, on John Gruden. I was, listen, I was reminded of how much I loved him when he was in Tampa. Yeah. And when he's winning for you, he's the guy. Oh. He is the guy, man. Yeah. He, he's all fine. He made, he made a great case of why he wasn't coaching and how much he loved the Raider Nation and how much he said it was different. He went to Kansas City the last time he was in Kansas City and the fans, you know, that rumbling of him going to Oakland was already in the air. And he said they were giving him a hard time. He said, I got my juices going. I was ready to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was... Mm I'm ready to go. I know. I'm fired up. I, I hope he's super successful. I do. I want the Raiders. I'm going to be a Raider fan undefeated. next year. I'm going to be a Raider fan. Yeah. I've, the Packers are going to suck again anyway. I've just resigned myself hmm. to that. Fact. Raider Nation, baby. I'm uh, <laughs> with the Raider Nation. So wait a minute. If John Gruden asked you out on a date, <clears throat> would you expect him to pay more or less than $17? Yeah, probably more. Okay. Uh, yeah. $10 million a year for 10 years. Yeah, I know. He blew that off, too, at the press conference. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know the specifics of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He did he say he didn't know the specifics? Yeah, I don't have the specifics. What a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, That's wait a, a minute. Wait a minute. If the Raiders move to Las Vegas, there's no state income tax there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, you know who that's that figured <laughs> in. You know that figured in. He made a point of the two years in Oakland. It's more like fifteen million Ooh. moving to, from California to Nevada. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a good deal for him. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Back to your calls coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, we started talking about conspiracy theories, basically because uh, we had a story about the French. Eighty percent of of the French people believe in some conspiracy theory. Sixteen percent of them believe that we faked the moon landing. Is fifty two percent in in Great Britain? Fifty two percent. According to a poll I read online, 52% of British people believe we faked a moon landing. That is unbelievable. 15% of people worldwide uh, believe 9-11 conspiracy, some, something other than the truth there, that Al-Qaeda attacked us. Uh, it's, I mean, I forget all the... Uh, I don't have it in front of me right now. Hmm. I, for, I forget all the percentages, but... So we were... Keith brought up, well, I'll bet that's 
probably at least that in the United States with some conspiracy. And I, it, it caused me to think, well, yeah, I, I don't think that Lee Harvey Oswald just acted as a lone wolf and shot JFK in 1963. Something else was going on there. And then we bring Jeffy in and he, he believes absolutely everything. So, uh, but you've got the JFK, you, Hitler mm-hmm. lived, right? Hitler and escaped went to, Germany. South, went to Argentina or South whatever. America-ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the third one was? Uh, John Roberts. John Roberts. And uh, why, how he was blackmailed to uh, vote the way he did, not once but twice, on Obamacare. And that's, it's interesting. Because when you look at what they're alleging mm-hmm. in this theory, <clears throat> who knows? I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any evidence on it. I don't know if there is any evidence of it. Uh, but if it involved his family, yeah, you can kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let's go to uh, Marianne in Michigan. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, I love your show. Thank you. Um, I was just going to say regarding the JFK theory, um, there was a, uh, on the History Channel, there was a video showing Kennedy's, um, <coughs> you know, his car. And when the shot rang out, supposedly from Oswald, in the back car, one of the Secret Sur- Service agents picked up a gun, and he shot accidentally shot Kennedy in the head. Supposedly, it was a Secret Sur- Service agent that um, was that, not... That accidentally shot him. Right. The gun supposedly was a malfunctioning gun, and they planted it supposedly in the car. He was usually a driver. He had no experience out, you know... Otherwise, mm-hmm. on on the line there, and he picked up that gun and supposedly shot. And I would think the uh, film would show something like that, right? I mean, there there is film. I did see it on the History Channel or one of those shows. Really? And there is a book out hmm. that shows photos of this man, Secret Service so agent, th- standing up in the car and the, with a gun. <clears throat> so that would be. An accidental shooting of JFK, then, essentially? I would say yes, but I think it was planted, um, you know, to make it look like, oh. Well, it would be hard to plant it and then make the guy accidentally point it at JFK. But he was, right? he was not experienced. Like I said, he was just a, usually a driver. Yeah. Huh. But that was on there, and I guess this poor Secret Service agent, the rest of his life, he was haunted by people just giving him... Hmm. All kinds of problems. Wow. All yeah. right. Uh, and also there's um, the theory that, well, there's, there was something on Fox News, I don't know how many years ago, but it said that Johnson on his deathbed um, confessed to his pastor that he was behind the killing of JFK. Oh, wow. Well, so, you know what? That's more plausible than the accidental shooting to me, though. I, I will say. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Thanks, Marianne. Wow. Yeah, that's more plausible. LBJ was a bad guy. Terrible. He's just a bad guy. Just a... I I don't put anything past him. Not a good guy. Despite the fact that he's a Texan, Mm. not a good guy. Uh, Isaac in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. How are we doing this morning? Doing good. Mm. So I've got a little beef with you. Okay. Um, Every time that you guys play Alex Jones... I get InfoWars store stuff on my Facebook feed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're welcome. Brain you powder are and uh, welcome. testosterone stuff and all sorts of. Oh, nice. So the the powder things. that what does the powder do for you? Have you how much have you bought so far? Are you huge yet? <laughs> well, I haven't I haven't clicked on it because I don't want to get any more. Oh wow, uh, that's disappointing. Because yeah. look how big he is and strong. 
and uh, healthy. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> behind that. Yeah, <laughs> Jeffy can teach you how to block cookies, by the way, if you do want to click on something. All right. Uh, thanks, Isaac. Appreciate it. Sorry about that. Uh, apologize. <laughs> uh, I want to know. I mean, you got to try that stuff. His supplements are mm-hmm. terrific. Yeah, I mean, look you know at that. him. Sure. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. I mean, he's take, he takes his shirt off all the time to show us just how buffed he is, just how cut and ripped. You think he could make his pecs move <laughs> one at a time, too? I mean, uh, oof. <laughs> Ick. Crap. Now Thank you for putting that in my head. Now he's going to make a video of that. I'm yes. sorry. Man, that's just oh. nasty. Now, somebody tweeted about Piltdown Man as a conspiracy theory I, be- <laughs> I believe in. I, yeah. That's not a conspiracy theory. Yeah. That just is a fact of it's life. A fact of life. That's a, they, they, they trotted out this Piltdown, Piltdown Man skull as the missing link okay. that proved evolution. All right. Okay? They've never found a missing link between monkeys or apes or whatever and, and human species. Wait a minute. We do that uh, at the bottom of... Last hour. Well, uh, except for Jeffy. Day. Jeffy was the first time we and thought, your, okay, yeah, that's pretty solid evidence. Proof. Pretty solid evidence of uh, a subhuman existing, yes. Okay, but beyond uh, that, you're saying. But beyond that, beyond that. Okay, there's never been proof. And then they, they found this in 1910, and they extolled Piltdown Man as the missing link that they've been looking for all this time. That lasted for 42 years. Hmm. 42 years they pushed that. And then they finally discovered... It was part human, part sheep or something, part, uh, part ape. I, I don't know. So it was a it lie. Was, it was a lie. It was, put to, it was pieced together like with glue. <laughs> and they couldn't determine that for 42 years? Wow. That was just a scam they perpetrated on humanity like science does from time to time. Science doesn't know everything. And whether it was purposeful or not, I don't know. I just know that they were wrong. As they're wrong often, like the global warming situation. Right, right, but, but so Piltdown Man was in how many biology textbooks? Oh. Whereas when they discovered yeah. the glue in the sheep bone, it was like, you know, on page 14D of if the New the, York Times, if that. If that. And these textbooks, I guarantee you, just continue to roll along. Exactly right. Hmm. And then you have, you know, people like Prince Charles, who has changed his tune on... You know, and that's why we're supposed to buy everything they say about global warming, because science is infallible. Well, you you screw up all the time. Of course we doubt what you're saying. <laughs> why wouldn't we? This is not proven science. You can tell me all you want. It's proven. There's consensus. Blah, blah, blah. There's no proof of it. I, I have seen this stuff happen in history books from the beginning of time. There's no reason to believe anything extraordinary is happening right now. Prince Charles, one of the biggest global warming boneheads on the planet, uh, declared on July 18th, 2015, that the world now has just 35 years to save the planet. We've got time. Just 35 years Mm -hmm. to save the planet from global warming. Sure. Now, back in 2009... He said that the world had just a hundred months to save the planet from global warming. Well, now that the hundred months are up, they're three years <laughs> up now. So he changed it. When the hundred months were up, then he's like, oh, uh, we just have 35 years now to save the planet. Because if you just go a few years, that's too easily disproved. And this is what they do time after time after time. 
So he extended his uh, irretrievable climate and ecosystem collapse forecast from just a few years, 96 months, 96 to 100 months, all the way to 35 years now. So that, you know, he'll be long gone by the time we find out, well, that, that little deadline didn't work out either. And just to give you an idea of how many times they've gone to this well, I'm talking over and over and over again they've done this. The UN issued a new 15-year climate tipping point in 1982. So the UN said, we've got, a fifth, we've got 15 years to solve climate change. 15 years. Okay. Or we're facing catastrophe. That was in 1982. What year is it? it, it were we beyond 15 uh, years? Let's from- see. See, 1982 seems like it was 36 years ago. Uh, so in that didn't work out. In um, 1989, they issued another 10-year tipping point, so that would have lasted okay. to 1999. All right. Now, when does 1999 come up? <laughs> oh, You're wait. asking math questions. I man. know. I don't know. I know. Um, it, it is so hard to pin them down to anything because, as we've said a million times, everything proves their point. Just imagine if we had something, I don't know, just <clears throat> like computers that were connected to computers, and we had this little thing, maybe we'll just call it the Internet. Yeah, and you could reference some of these right. things. Right, like if something like that were available where you could go back and look and see these stupid Seems like it'd make it really hard for the climate uh, deniers or the climate... Uh, Pushers? Catastrophists. Catastrophists. Nice. Ugh. Just... Uh, Elizabeth May of the Canadian Green Party predicted that we have hours <laughs> to prevent climate disaster. How many? That was in uh, March of 2009. Well, I mean, if you're talking about 5 million hours, mm-hmm. you might be right. We have hours to prevent climate disaster okay. in 2009. So... It's not okay for me to keep my library books checked out? No. So I should return those? Yeah, we're about done. Uh, Okay, the UK's Gordon Brown warned of global catastrophe. Global warming catastrophe was 50 days away in 2009. How many days has it been? A couple. (laughs) If we surpassed 50 days since 2009? Man, I don't know. Probably not yet. More math. Probably not. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, And my favorite, James Hansen, who's been wrong... so many times you can't even I, I mean to to delineate the number of times James Hansen has been wrong on climate change mm-hmm. uh, you'd have to go back clear to the 1970s when he started talking about the ice age that was on the way that's right God. 10 years later it wasn't an ice age it was warming okay. and no explanation and by the way the same thing was going to cause the warming that was causing the ice age I, I, again everything everything that happens it proves them right so back in 2009, NASA's James Hansen declared Obama, he only had one term to save the planet. It, when does his first term end? Barack Obama's? Oh, uh, man. Shoot. Opportunity lost in 2012. We could have said, hey, you were supposed to get rid of this, man. You're out. Four years later, he said, he said that we only have four more years to save the planet. Wait, wait, I'm so... <laughs> The math, I'm just, I'm having a hard time with it, Pat. Oh, man. UN official Mustafa Talba, executive director of the UN Environment Program, warned on May 11th, 1982, 
This is going to scare you. The world faces an ecological disaster as final as nuclear war within a couple of decades, unless governments act now. How many decades have passed since 1982? When we get to a couple, I'm going to be very scared. I'm going to be very scared. <clears throat> Maybe by a couple, he means 17. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, wait. Hold on. Think of how crazy the world has been since maybe maybe we maybe it's the Mandela effect. <laughs> maybe Possibly. long about yes. 1999 when this little prediction was supposed to be up. We've had a tear in the fabric of time. Uh-huh. And there is a scenario where in that other time sure. reality, uh, maybe they've had disaster. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, let's flash back to June 2010. Uh, green guru, James Lovelock, he's another one. Green oh, guru. Man. I like that. Climate change may not happen as fast as we thought, and we may have a thousand years to sort it out. <laughs> mm. In 2010, we may have a thousand years to sort it out. Now, see, that's some honesty, though. There's a guy who realized every one of the climate models they had were wrong. All of them. This is nothing they ever answer for. They never are asked to answer for that. 98 climate models, 98 were wrong. So he was looking at that and said, well, okay, it's not happening as fast. Maybe we've got a thousand years. That seems reasonable to me. You don't think in a thousand years we'll find some solution to an energy problem? Yeah, I think we will. If we're around, which I would be surprised. Um, It's becoming obvious that only authentic climate tipping point we can rely on is this one in in 2007 new zealand scientist uh a new zealand scientist doesn't name him said this about global warming it's all going to be a joke in five years (laughs) now that was wrong because it should have been a joke but it's not because they just keep adjusting they just keep moving and every time you pin them down, they've moved somewhere else. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Taking our cue from the French, try to find out if eighty uh, percent of Americans believe in some conspiracy theory. This from Lone Wolf twenty nine sixty five. The conspiracy I believe in is that the government is creating genetically engineered super mice and is field testing them in a certain attic in Texas. Don't care for that tweet at Malinac Mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Gumayer. How about the conspiracy theory that Sandy Hook was staged? Yeah, that's that's a hurtful one. It's a stupid one. So bad. It's uh, it's really that's a sad uh, state of affairs. Um, who wrote this one? You said you just sad discovered. kitty. Sad kitty. Mm-hmm. I totally believe that John Roberts was threatened or blackmailed. Nothing else makes any sense. Obamacare goes against all his core beliefs. You would think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, from Z two I M. I don't believe that Antonin Scalia died of natural causes. I heard something like that. I've seen that circulate a little bit. There was something weird uh, in the house, or he was fine when he went to bed, or something. I don't know. 
and then all of a sudden he was dead in the morning. Uh, I mean, that happens. People die of natural causes when, when you don't think they're going to. But in the case of a Supreme Court justice, it makes it kind of strange. And there was something else weird about that. I, I don't remember what. It's been a long time since I read up on any of that. Um, <clears throat> do you believe the conspiracy theory that Donald Trump isn't really hardcore conservative on immigration? <laughs> now, that one's crazy. That's Come on, now. Nuts. I was with you on the moon landing being fake. Come on, and, now. And the dynamite in the 9-11 towers. Come, Come on. on. But Come Trump... On. Weak on immigration? Stop, Stop it. it. Stop it. The, the, the border wall is being built even as we... Well, okay, it's not. <clears throat> yeah, he's going to make sure these DACA people leave. He said so on two... Well, okay, he's not oh, doing that. Well, that was a bad one. Bad example. <laughs> well, okay, but he, he's not for that, you know, that comprehensive immigration reform with Democrats. Pat, that we, Pat, Pat. Okay, we talked about that Again, yesterday. it's not a good... Yeah, not a good... Maybe not a good example. Bump this your case. <laughs> uh, it's been a fun day, hasn't it? I, I, my sights were hurting so last hour, actually. That was fun. So frustrating, though. <laughs> uh, but Here's no. something kind of interesting. This is good for you if you go to Catholic Church and you're, you're a mother mm. who needs to breastfeed. Okay. Um, according to Pope Francis, who said on Sunday, mothers should feel comfortable breastfeeding infants in public even if they're in one of the most sacred spaces in Catholicism. Uh, speaking at an annual ceremony to commemorate the baptism of Jesus, the Pope addressed the families of 28 infants who were to be baptized in the Sistine Chapel. Some of the babies began to cry as the ceremony wore on. He said, as the sounds of crying grew louder, the Pope joked that the concert had begun. The babies are crying, he said, because they're in an unfamiliar place or because they had to get up early or sometimes simply because they hear another child crying. Jesus did just the same, Pope Francis said, adding that he liked to think of our Lord's first sermon as crying in the stable. Well, I've learned from songs by Andy Williams that he didn't cry. <clears throat> he woke up and no crying he makes. The little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. Right? Am I wrong oh, on that? I see what you did there. So who am I to believe? I guess, does the Pope have secret information that Andy Williams wasn't per, per, uh, privy to? Mm. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, and if your children, he said, are crying because they're hungry, then go ahead and feed them. Just as Mary breastfed Jesus. Well, yeah. She didn't have formula available. She had to. We know that for a fact. <laughs> I'm pretty sure hmm. yeah, there's not a lot of Infamil or Similac back in uh, zero, hmm. you know, <laughs> in the year, <laughs> in the zero. year zero. Uh -huh. Similac didn't start until I think around seven, around the year seven. The and then Infamil was okay. about 39 ish in there. Wow. Somewhere. You say that with such authority. Yeah. Well, yeah. 39 look it up. ish. Look it up. You'll see. Oh, okay. I'll do that. Uh, he said, this is not the, uh, the article. This is not the first time the leader of the Catholic Church has expressed support for women who are breastfeeding. According to the Wa Washington Post, uh, during the same baptismal ceremony two years ago in which he baptized 33 infants in the Sistine Chapel, he urged, urged moms to feel free to breastfeed their children if they cried or were hungry. Written text of his homily that ceremony included the phrase, give them milk, but he changed it to use the Latin term, a la Titelli, 
Ala Titelli, which means breastfeed them. Oh, oh, wow. You mothers give children milk, and even now, if they cry because they're hungry, breastfeed them. Don't worry. This is a big issue for breastfeeding mothers, because if you say that women shouldn't do that in public, uh, look out. Right? Have you ever have you ever had this discussion on the air? Mm, I don't guess so. If Let's you, do it. If you dare say that, you know, you should be covered or. You know, going to a private space. Uh, I don't think women who are breastfeeding take kindly to that. Well, wait a minute. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. You're saying that, that breastfeeding mothers don't take kindly to being asked to cover up? Yes, some. So wait a minute. Some don't. I'm totally good with, you go breastfeed in public. That's fine. Yeah. I don't want to see it hanging out. Right. Are you saying that? I think I've said that and been beaten to death for it. What? For just cover it up? Yeah. Because wouldn't most women just, you know, uh, modestly put something over them as their baby is feeding? There's no problem with that. You can do that that pretty much anywhere, I would think. Hmm. Right? But there, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are a lot of breastfeeding moms who think they shouldn't have to do that. Okay, like... It's going to, there's going to be a moment maybe when it might be exposed, but unless you're sitting there staring at her, you're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're saying just let it hang out while you, you know, reach into the <laughs> diaper bag and make a call and play uh-huh. words with friends and uh, it just like, uh-huh. hanging out there, that's, uh-huh. that's, uh-huh. that's not why you're, that's not feeding, that's exposing it. Oh gosh, Jeffy's standing in the hall. I can't look at him while I'm speaking about this. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> say anything bad about that. Thank you. Ever. Right? Come in here. Yes. Testify to that fact, right? Amen. Even if they're not covered, right? It doesn't. I don't care if they're searching for their wallet, for their diaper bag. Yeah. You cannot say anything. You can't say a word. If you're eating at Wendy's. Doesn't matter. And somebody whips it out and starts feeding their baby, you and they don't cover up. You best not say say a word I mean, restaurants have been sued. Yes. Over uh, waitresses and waiters saying, hey, could you cover that up? Could you cover that? How dare you? This is a beautiful moment. Well, it is. It is, but I'm sorry. There's other people here. The baby detached 10 minutes ago. Could you maybe do something about (laughs) it? Well, the baby might be hungry again soon. There is that issue. And the other one is. Oh, they will. Right. Oh. And the other one is. Don't you tell me it's it's, uh, time to stop breastfeeding my child at six years old. Don't you dare tell me that. <laughs> right. Six. Although Another that's one. not as bad. There's another. That's articles. not as bad as the as Although the actual breastfeeding there are, babies. There are women who are just as adamant. Yes, there are. Breastfeed them as long as I want. That's right. Maybe when they go to college, was, I won't be there I mean, to breastfeed them. But the cover, that's it. It was the cover of Time, right? <laughs> yeah. Or one of those. And that kid was standing on a chair. Kid was standing on a chair. Remember that? Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, we were talking about the global warming predictions. Uh, Prince Charles has revised his prediction from 96 months in 2009. World had 96 months to take care of this or face peril. Uh, now it's 35 years. Well, then I don't care now. Um, well, you, uh, then uh, you're going to be uh, sadly mistaken when the world suddenly ends uh, 54 days from now. What? What? Washington State Democrat Governor uh, Jay Inslee warned that there are just 59 days to save future generations from, quote, an endless cycle of crop killing droughts one year and rivers spilling their banks the next. <laughs> I love how everything... Everything is proof of global warming. So dramatic. Everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, Inslee went on a lengthy Twitter rant in an effort to convince state legislature to pass legislation to tax carbon dioxide emissions. Good. Yeah. Tax CO2 emissions, Washington. And then watch all your businesses flee to Texas. Do it. Do it. I hope you do. Washington (laughs) residents voted down his carbon tax plan. By a wide margin uh, in 2016. But he's pushing it again. Mm-hmm. And these people are idiotic. Totally. So he uh, tweeted, We have just 59 days to do our part to save our children from an endless cycle of crop-killing droughts one year, rivers spilling their banks the next, to save salmon from dying in ever-warming waters, and our forests from being reduced to plumes of ash. <laughs> <laughs> salmon. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I worry about the salmon. Really? I, I wake up in the middle of the night, oh. 2, 2.30 in the morning, often in a cold sweat, wondering if the salmon are dying in ever-warming waters. Sweet. It just, it's... Wait a minute. Difficult to be me. I remember President mm-hmm. George mm-hmm. W. Bush mm-hmm. proclaiming that human and fish could <clears throat> coexist together. Well, he's wrong. He's wrong. No? Not with global warming. Not with warming. Oh, we were this close, and then we mm-hmm. screwed it up. Yeah. Oh. We well, said the state's legislature session ends uh, in 59 days on March 8th. Democrats have a slim majority in both state legislative chambers. Mm. They have that amount of time mm-hmm. to save our children from catastrophic global warming. Okay. That amount of time, 59 days. Just the legislative. So hold on a second. I mean, it. I guess it's just a coincidence. It coincides with the legislative session. So you got about two months. Uh-huh. To just get out of Washington State before you die, I guess is what he's saying. I right? guess because if they don't get this solved in 59 days, it's over. Then it's over. But if you just move across the border, don't ruin Idaho, please. Washington, go to Oregon. They're already gone. Well, it was California, right? It was all the Californians mm-hmm. that flooded up to Washington and Oregon and Oregon and Colorado, Colorado and Utah, everywhere else, Utah. And now yes. uh, Idaho's the next one. Idaho probably. It will fall. Well, already Hollywood idiots have moved into Idaho in certain True. parts. True. And have already started to change the fabric of that state. Montana is the same thing, you know, because they're buying huge swaths of land up there. <clears throat> they're buying massive acreage, 200,000 acres at a time. Wait, Hollywood types are? Uh-huh. Wait, they're buying the land? Well, they're Ted not just... Turner owns. How much does yeah, Ted Turner own? They're not just giving it to the government? I mean, oh, surely I know, they, they can do a better surely job of that. you would think But yes, would. I believe there was a point in time. I don't believe. I know there was a point in time when um, Mr. Turner was trying to um, own the land from the Mexican border to the Canadian border so he could just go straight up north-south without having to cross anybody else's property. Yeah. 
That didn't quite work out. Not quite. Um, but he's, he tried. He's got quite a bit of land um, in the uh, middle of the country, yes. Yeah, and a lot in Montana. Mm. It seems to me it was hundreds of thousands of acres. Oh, yeah. Oh, easy. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to look up a It was just surprising from him because, you know, you would think leave that leave that land alone. No, who, nobody owns that land. You can't own it. Isn't that what our native people thought? You can't own the land. Uh, here's a map by the way if you want to look over my shoulder. New Mexico, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Montana, and I'm in the process of wow. adding up all Turner of the Turner ranches in all those states. Yep. See that? Wow. The map there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Pretty fun. Do they connect? Uh, not quite, uh, oh, okay. that I'm aware of, unless he was able to accomplish that. But I'm going to add up all of these um, acreages and get back to you. Because it's quite is a it, bit. Is it several ranches in Montana, or is it just yeah. one yeah, really, really four, big one? Four ranches in Montana. Mm-hmm. Four. Wow. Mm-hmm. Guy's got some serious cash. Yeah, it looks like he has four, give him that. five, six, seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen ranches in total over these six states. And then he, also something in Atlanta. I suspect. Oh, I'm sure. <clears throat> now he was he was warning us about the cannibalism that was going to break out. I, you Remember know that? what? We should have listened to him because now we're off eating each other. <sighs> well, if you're if you go off on a bath salt trip, <laughs> you might. Yes, yeah, you might. Point. Remember the the people that were tripping out on yeah. bath salt. Whatever happened with that? Did people just stop doing that, or did I, they change the I, formula? I, I or think what? they realized. Hey, you know what? Maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> if you don't want to turn into a cannibal. Uh, or a zombie, maybe that's not the best idea. Eh, get your high somewhere else, like on life. <laughs> that's good. Uh, like Justice Ginsburg, she's she's getting her high on being in the U.S. Supreme Court through the year 2020, apparently. Good gosh, she's 145 years old or whatever. She's not planning to retire anytime soon. Last week, a site called Above the Law published a list of clerk hires for the upcoming terms. And Justice Ginberg has already hired clerks through 2019, which means she's planning to be around until the Yay. end of Trump's first term. That Yay. sucks. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, she would be uh, tremendous mm-hmm. to get rid of. One of the most, if not the most, liberal justice. A person who, by the way, believes that international law should supersede constitutional law. No, it shouldn't. Or should at least be uh, given considerable equal, if not equal, weight. She turns 85 in a couple of months. So by January 2021, she'd be just a few weeks away from turning 88. That would be her first opportunity to retire, assuming... A Democrat defeats Trump in the 2020 election, which probably, you know, hopefully won't happen. Hmm. You don't want a Democrat in there. By the way. Yes. Sorry. Continue. Uh, Keeping Ginsburg healthy enough to remain on the court until a Democrat president takes office has become kind of a cottage industry. Last year, her personal trainer. She's got a personal. (laughs) Ruth Bader Ginsburg has a personal trainer. What? Doesn't everybody? No. Oh. I know at least one person that doesn't. Yeah, that would be that would be me. You're looking at him. Yeah, and you're looking at him as well. The uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg workout: How she stays strong, and you can too. Oh, yeah. There's an illustrated guide coming out. Isn't that wonderful? From her personal trainer. That's uh, great. You know what? I have no doubt that I don't think I could do the just justice. Sure. Uh, Ruth Ginsburg. She could absolutely kick my workout. Ass. Um, 
house, housekeeping here. Um, Ted Turner owns two million acres. Two Jeez. million acres. Sixteen ranches. Two million. There's some personal property. Uh, Fifty-one thousand bison. Now that's pretty cool, though. How much in Montana? Uh, you didn't add up the Montana acreage. That's uh, going to be one twenty-two, one twenty-one, thirty-five. 145, 150, about 160,000. Okay. So I was close at 200,000. Yep. Thought it was right around there. Uh, so, you know, he's got a place to hide when we go to cannibalism. <laughs> That's probably what he's doing. He's like, yeah, if probably. I, if I just move around. Speaking of 85 year olds, uh, Joe Arpaio, hmm. Sheriff Joe, Joe Arpaio, mm-hmm. close ally of President Trump and uh, former sheriff who was really good on immigration. There's no doubt about that. Uh, He is now trying to shake up Congress a little bit. He's running for the Republican primary in the Republican primary in an open seat to fill Jeff Flake's seat in the Senate. Mm. 85-year-old Joe Arpaio is running for the U.S. Senate. Wow. I don't know if he has any shot. I haven't seen any polls. Have you on where Arpaio stands in that no. race? No. He just announced the other day. I wonder if anything's broken on that. Kelly Ward also uh, is expected to run, and uh, Representative Martha McSally. So he'd be running, apparently, against two women. Uh, the Washington Examiner did an interview with him, and he shrugged off any concerns about his age. Yeah, I'm not old. He's in a... Um, He'd be 91 at the end of his first term. Okay. 91. Wow. So he would be up there with um, Orrin Hatch if Orrin Hatch hung on. Yes. Fortunately, Orrin Hatch is not going to hang on. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, the poll is a, um, a dead heat between uh, Arpaio and Molly McButter. Uh, Martha McSally. Sorry. <laughs> Did you say Molly dead, McButter? Dead heat. Yeah. It's a, is it really? A dead, dead heat? Dead heat. So he's in, in the Republican race, huh? GOP uh, race for mm. the Senate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And another uh, aged person, somebody in his 90s, is being accused of sexual harassment. Oh, goody. Another one of those. It's been a while. Stan Lee. Oh. Now, did he's a huge Marvel guy. Yeah. Didn't he, like, he's the uh, Superman, Spider-Man, all of those? Has he done them all? Done all the men. He's a comic book legend, and he's accused now of groping and harassing nurses who care for him at his home in L.A. <laughs> the nursing company um, is currently in a legal dispute with the 95-year-old creator of Marvel Comics after nurses claimed he asked for sex in the shower to be pleasured in his bedroom. Oh, wow. <laughs> he doesn't seem to care what people think of him. He's lost a filter. He's lost his filter. There's been a stream of young nurses coming to his house in West Hollywood and he's been sexually harassing them. He finds it funny. Kind of like H.W. Uh, Bush, I, I guess. Mm. Uh, he's also very handsy and has groped some of the women. It's unacceptable behavior, especially from an icon like Stan. Is it really any worse for an icon than it is for anybody else? Thank you. Seems to be equally bad no, no matter who's doing it. Um, he denies it emphatically. Stanley categorically denies these false and despicable allegations, and he fully intends to fight to protect his stellar good name and impeccable character. Mm. Meanwhile, a rep for the nursing home company working for Lee uh, said he's been polite, kind, and respectful to their staff. 
Well, then what is going on? This is the problem. I mean, I think we're going to get a lot of false reports. I think a lot of innocent people are going to be caught up in this thing. And I, I think we're starting to see that now. Michael Douglas is being accused now as well. And he vehemently denies. I haven't seen anybody in Hollywood do this. He vehemently denies any kind of wrongdoing. Uh, but he's being accused of tawdry things that he said he didn't do, like pleasuring himself in front of a former employee. Um, you know, but, wow, we've heard that a lot. I was That's just, just so about weird. to say that. Is that... Is that just because somebody heard it from somebody else and they think, well, okay, this is the thing, so I'm going to accuse him of it? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but Douglas was uncomfortable waiting around to be portrayed as a villain, so he's gotten out in front of this thing, and apparently he hasn't been accused yet, but he's he knows that he's about to be, so he's trying to head it off at the pass. He said, I felt the need to get ahead of this. It pertains to me, but I'm also getting a sense of how it reflects in our culture and what is going on today. I see it as a cautionary tale. Right before the holidays in December, the day my son got early acceptance to the college he wants to go to, when we were all ecstatic, I got a message from my attorney that the Hollywood Reporter wanted to do a story about an employee that worked for me for approximately 32 years. She claims that... One, I used colorful language in front of her, not at her, but that I used colorful language. Two, she claims in a conversation that I had in front of her on the phone that I spoke raunchily or dirtily with friends of mine in private conversations. I fired her eventually for the work she was doing, but three, she claims that I blackballed her from the industry and stopped her from getting another job. And then four, she claims that he he did this other thing in front of her. My attorney was asked, do I have any comment? I said, yeah, let me speak to the reporter. I tried to uh, think to reach back 30 plus years to try to remember. I remembered this woman, sophisticated, intelligent, good sense of humor, a novelist who's written books. My head was reeling. I just couldn't put it together. So he denies any of it. Any of it. Hardly anybody has done that. And... Um, some of these things that are coming up now uh, are not even sexual harassment, if you ask me. Like the thing that one of the things that James Franco was accused of, and that's that he hired somebody for he hired an actress for his movie, and she signed the contract, and he was to pay her a hundred bucks a day, which she apparently wasn't happy with, but she signed the contract anyway, and the contract required nudity on her on her part. Well, you don't have to say yes to that. You don't have to take that job. Go do something else. And she's accusing him of harassment for that reason. That's, that's ridiculous. And, and again, we just got to point this out and say, no, I'm sorry. That's not harassment. Some of these other things, I don't know. But that is not harassment. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, so yesterday, uh, President Trump sort of backtracked on a lot of promises during the campaign. Sort of. Not just sort of. He did. He backtracked (laughs) on promises on immigration. Uh, He also quickly did a 180 on uh, drilling offshore with Florida, at least. Uh, Florida's governor doesn't want... He, do, he doesn't want offshore drilling. So the Trump administration said, okay, you're exempted. Well, what do you think every other state's going to say? I now? don't want to pay income tax. And it's already happening. Chris Christie's already saying if Florida didn't have to, why, did, why does New Jersey? Well, you <laughs> don't. And, and that, will, that will happen. <sighs> and this thing will fall apart and there won't be drilling offshore. Yeah. So forget about that. The whole California drilling. I mean, no, there's no way that that governor is going to agree to it. Jerry Brown's going to say okay to offshore drilling in California? No. No, he's not. So this should be fun. <laughs> Will the Anwar drilling hold up? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, also, uh, great news. Ruth Bader Ginsburg seems to be in this for the long run. Yay! At least until the Trump leaves. And uh, that could be a real problem. Because, you know, you'd love to see that seat open up and be filled by a conservative. And then conservatives take control of the court. They just have control, which would be Awesome. But uh, she has hired clerks through 2019, so she's going to be there till 2020. Yeah. That's so what they're assuming anyway. Conservatives would have control of the court, right? On everything except for Obamacare rulings, uh, John Roberts' conspiracy theory. Yeah. <clears throat> Which involves uh, adoption. Adoption, yeah. His, uh, his, his kids have been adopted. They were adopted. And the thinking is that they were adopted from... Now, do we know that they were adopted from a South American country, which is illegal? Mm, let's see here. I mean, is that a fact or are people speculating? The ad- well, if he adopted through a South America company, country, that would be illegal. And so maybe he's threatened with that. Uh, let's see. They were private adoptions, meaning they were arranged through private parties without the involvement of any agencies. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. It's, uh, let's see, it's not Mm. clear as to where they were adopted from, but it's believed Mm. to be a country in Latin America. But his uh, kids were from Ireland. From Ireland. And so it was done basically illegally, which means that they would be primed for deportation. So that's the speculation. Mm Mm-hmm. And and you must spe- you must go with that speculation in order to subscribe to the conspiracy theory and that he was threatened with. Apparently, when he was going through confirmation during the Bush term, this was discovered and mm. never was made public. So it's believed that the Obama folks held on to this until they needed it. And when did they need it? When during Obamacare. Obamacare. Yeah, was up for. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Did it happen? I don't know, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. Jim in Minnesota, welcome to the Blaze. Hi. How you doing, Pat? Appreciate your show. Thank you. Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, I'm going to pretty much a photographic memory when it comes to uh, history and uh, government. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, like I said, I've always, my dad was uh, number one in his class in, at Penn State when he, uh, World War II vet. I'm a third-generation Navy combat vet myself. Thanks for your Iraq service. War, as well as Operation Southern Watch. We were the ones that took out all of Saddam's missile batteries, plus the Chinese technicians that were maintaining them. Wow, mm. nice. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Yep, uh, that was, we got our armed force expeditionary for that. So, anyway, uh, I am uh, really disturbed as far as, you know, what's going on with our, you know, our wonderful Supreme Court. Because, as you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, 
our founders would basically, if they got out of line, could actually, uh, you know, get rid of them and impeach them. Yes. And then also, too, would also be able to be able to, you know, cut the budget to uh, reduce the amount of uh, justices as well as reduce their budget, you know, as far as not giving them all the wonderful clerks that they wanted uh, to, uh, you know, usurp our powers and, of course, uh, you know, cross the lines as far as, uh, the, you know, separation of powers. Right. Which things, and, th- uh, those, by the way, are never done anymore. Uh, I know, I and, know. And they wouldn't, be cons- they wouldn't be considered even, and they should be. They should be. I know. Yeah. And, of course, as you know, the idea of them serving for life that basically was brought in, and that was never part of our founders' vision. Right, right. And so anyway, I also wanted to let you know that uh, I'm up here in Minnesota, and I'm also a Second Amendment advocate, and uh, I'm running uh, as a Christian, constitutional, conservative, independent Republican against a dirty politician up here named Denny McNamara. And uh, he's a self-serving guy. He actually did this to us. I couldn't believe it. Uh, the last time he ran, he was going to run for representative. Very popular. He's run multiple times as a representative. And, of course, at first he was okay. But then he got into the swamp gas. Yeah. And he started kissing up to the lobbyists. Happens and so what happened time. in 2016, uh, this guy actually was, you know, our candidate. He was, you know, going to be, we already endorsed him. And then all of a sudden he knew he was very unpopular because he was doing things like he was not supposed to vote for the Viking Stadium, but he did. And so a lot of people were unhappy with him. He probably wouldn't have won. So at the last minute, he got one of his Chamber of Commerce buddies, a real estate guy, to step in. He was like 5 o'clock was the deadline. This guy filed at 4.50. And so we were forced to swallow this guy and get him elected, and he's no conservative. He's, uh, he even voted for real ID. And so what I'm doing, I put $8,000 of my own money because uh, I'm an independent businessman. I'm also got a dual master's in HRD and management that I got when I was in the military, all straight A's and one B. And I'm running three businesses, going national and hiring vets. Mm-hmm. But my website is Jim, mm-hmm. the number three, four, F-O-R, the word for MinnesotaMN.com. Okay. And I got a difficult fight because, needless to say, the, uh, the lesser of two evils is what's going on. This guy's endorsed, and he's a total... You know, like self-suffering politician. Most people can't stand him, even in the own party. But, of course, they don't want the Democrat to win. This is a special election. What happened to Schoen, the guy named Schoen, he got in trouble sexually. When does, uh, when, when does the, the election happen, Jim? We're, we're out of time here. Okay, we're, February the 12th. February, okay. It's an SD, yeah, SD 54 mm. in uh, you know, basically southern metro of, okay. uh, in, right. of uh, Twin Cities. All right. But you got to admit, it. the Viking Stadium is pretty cool. They got that big horn <laughs> when they get first downs and stuff. It is cool. Uh, should taxpayers pay for it? Uh, no. No, they shouldn't. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.